All right, everybody, welcome to episode 71 or 77 of the Unpaid and Underrated Podcast, a podcast by crew, for crew, about the crew, and probably mocked relentlessly by the crew in Discord. Uh, I am uh, Big Joey. You have heard me 71 or 77 times. Uh, I'm joined by Big Keith. Howdy, howdy. And our friend Big Lou, Big Lou Nutter. We made it. We made it. We did it. Congrats, crew. You know, I I said to Morgan right before we recorded, I can't believe I didn't get any. <laughs> oh, you messed up. Yeah, I, I did. I messed up hard. Maybe I, if I she still could... have, uh, I still have the keg that I got for my birthday. We uh, we haven't run out of it yet, so I got that still. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking fireball, by the way. People can't see yeah. us. Naturally. I, uh, I, I kind of had a brain fart out there and all I heard was Joey say he was talking to Morgan and then he just didn't get any. And I'm like, wait, what did I miss? And I was <laughs> so confused for 30 seconds there. <laughs> Good man. It's nice. It's uh, it wasn't a Saturday here, so I didn't get any either. It'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> so is fireball all you got tonight, Lou, or do you have a whole cooler of uh party tricks for us? You know what? I, uh, I had to cave in. I have a, Every now and then I get a little bit of a hankering for a couple different beers. Um, I'm I'm not normally a wheat beer or IPAs or anything like that, but every now and then I get a craving for a Boulevard wheat. Boulevard's a company out of Kansas City, so pretty close to here. It's pretty pretty available here. So, yeah, so I got one of these here. I had to make sure and open it. It's not a twist top. I did have to make sure and open it with my uh, lovely Massonomics bottle opener <laughs> that I was gifted. So nice. had to make sure and use that. I use that every excuse I get. And then, uh, yes, naturally, I have a few bush lattes here waiting for me. <laughs> Good man. I'm knocking uh, out the. Uh, oh, no, I you go it. ahead because I got a new one. Uh, okay, so I think I've. I don't think I've had this one yet. Uh, it is the second or third Trader Joe's sparkling water head. This one's lime, and it's it's good. That's uh, I give it a you know a seven point five out of ten on the glaze scale. Uh, I thought I had one hop water left, and I was very disappointed when I when I opened up the crisper and there wasn't any hop water left. So. I'm going to have to keep my eye out and try to figure out where I can buy that not super expensive because when I just priced it at Wegmans, it was like fucking two fifty a can. Um, Morgan has snuck something new into my cooler in my strong and silly, silly thing. Definitely never coming out. Yeah, I know. It's like when it's time for the reveal, it's going to take me a minute. Uh-huh. So uh, I will say on the top, it says organic and real juice. So I'm kind of guessing I'm not going to enjoy this. Oh, I hope it's better than a spindrift. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't. No, that wasn't yeah. Carbonated <laughs> juice. I have, I have found. I'm not a fan of. Okay, so I'm getting mint. I'm getting mint. Probably getting some rosemary out of there too. Oh, so this is this is a straight up what's in the can? Like, okay, so she you have, you have not revealed yet. She, yeah, she, uh, I this. Gotcha, I got gotcha. you. None. Of, I was. It was all cherry vanilla. This is <laughs> real blueberry sparkling water with a subtle hint of elderflower. Oh, we'll choke that down. It's got probiotics, which I'm immediately going to ruin with beer and whiskey. So, hey, that's what helps. That's what helps digest it all. It's called balance. Yeah. And Keith, you already you did yours there. Yeah, yeah. It's sparkling lime from Trader Joe. Mm-hmm. I was too busy getting mint wrong. How do you get mint wrong? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's different. It's different when it's mixed with something else. Like if you have mint and chocolate, yeah, it's obviously that's going to be a little bit easier to distinguish. But when it, when you got it with a handful of other flavors i would not be surprised about not being able to get that one right all right what shirt you got on there are we talking to me yeah sure you go first 
I, you know what? I picked this shirt especially just for this. This very shirt I'm wearing is the very coveted Massonomics Bench Heavy shirt. Fun fact about this particular shirt is it is the very first Massonomics shirt that I purchased back in um, 2019, I believe, when I started really following into Massonomics. And then um, I have to, I have to talk about my shorts too. I, because I feel like. I have to be the one to show uh, off these shorts. Mm-hmm. The, the, these are not the number ones. These are not the number ones because I did get number one. These are number 10. Uh, but number one is uh, going to be going into a shelf and be hang, be hanged on the wall somewhere. I just don't know where it's going to be hanged yet. For for anyone that's not catching that, he's uh, was it you and Eddie basically came or were more or less like prehistoric moles to make to get the curls short made, right? I had put a bug in Tanner and Tommy's ear for a very long time after I think it was after the bench shorts, uh, after the bench shorts came out, um, I kept putting a bug in just saying, it's like, Oh, girl or gold curl shorts. Like those would be great. Those would be great. I even took a pristine ride in my Malibu. I had at the time to try and swim, <laughs> swim them into it, which obviously that must've worked, which by the way, having that Malibu packed with three men over 230 pounds, weighed that down quite a bit. <laughs> And uh, just for our listeners too, Lou is rocking the uh, the Karen cut up. Oh, no, the Karen cut on the bench heavy shirt. Wow, if we went to edit that out, Nate, that was the... nope. <laughs> wow. Nope, leave it that one leave in. It in. Leave it in. I'm, I'm sending <laughs> it to Karen. Sorry, Karen. Oh wow. <laughs> I'm gonna say it sounded like cut. Sorry about that. Uh, so I'm rocking out the uh, the NWC shirt because I'm pretty sure we're gonna talk about wrestling a lot tonight. So I had to wear my wrestling adjacent what? shirt. What? Uh, I actually I, I I dressed up in particular just for Lou as well. I am wearing the esteemed. Um, oh, I can't even see it because my background. So that is the Macho Wars shirt. Oh. So that has it's the original uh, Star Wars uh, cover or poster, but Macho Man is Luke Skywalker, Elizabeth is Leia, and Hulk Hogan is Darth Vader. <laughs> and that has been spoken about before on this podcast because this was the shirt that I wore at the end of the two weeks of torturing somebody pretending I didn't know the difference between Star Wars and Star Trek. <laughs> and then I showed up in this shirt and pretended I had no clue why it was wrong. Um <laughs> no the best I think the best talking about Star Wars is we're at a Walmart one time in a town that my brother lives in. We're just looking through the posters. And I look over and tell my brother, I'm like, brother, I'm going to be honest with you. I've never seen one Star Wars movie all the way through. <laughs> and I think some nerd had a heart attack about 10 feet away. And he looks <laughs> over and he's like, I'm going to pretend I didn't just hear that. <laughs> yeah. It, it, made, it made me chuckle knowing that I ruined somebody's day because I haven't watched one full movie of Star Wars. Oh, yeah. No, I gave this this person at work like a coronary when they said, I thought you were talking about Star Wars, not Star Trek. And I just said, what's the difference? <laughs> and then I... And then they went off for like an hour in a district chat full of 50 other people. And I just kept leading them on. Uh, but I don't know if you actually, so this one is a test too. Do you recognize the background? I if I yeah, there's too much you in it. I do not. I, I know as soon as you say it, I'm going to feel like an idiot. WCW NWO revenge. No. The very first cut scene. This is it. And this truck is stopped by Sting on the side of the road. I don't. I can't tell you the last time I played that game, man. Oh, I was I always more into 
I was always more into de- our old school WWF as opposed to WCW because I mm-hmm. felt like WCW is ironically what AEW does now kind of takes all the older stars from WWF and brought yeah. them over there. Um, but it was the superior fun, video but, game. Uh, see, I'm still a really big fan of WrestleMania 2000. It had its glitches. It had its thing wrong with it, mm-hmm. but it was just the pure nostalgia of it. Like I can't, like you can't, yeah. the intro video to it, the gameplay as terrible as it was, the graphics and everything. Like there's so much nostalgia that you. And all of that, that was made by the same studio that made WCW and WO Revenge. So the oh, games yeah. were almost perfectly similar, but you know, they did it first. Yeah, naturally. I mean, somebody's got, somebody's got to start and somebody's got to copy. Yep. All right. Do you want to rate last week's episode? Yes. We had a uh, big Joe Stanek on there. Uh, definitely a lot of sets and reps and USPA. Nope. USAPL and IPF, which I, I'm a big fan of all like, uh, I'll consume anything powerlifting. I'm pretty balls deep and all that. So I didn't have any issue listening to it all. A lot of guys, uh, I think we were giving it a hard time in the the Discord about how boring it was or whatnot. But it's like, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll, I'll always eat up any powerlifting talk. So uh, we'll go ahead and give it a five out of five iPod touches for last week's episode. Massonomics Gym iPod touches. Somehow they can always <laughs> All right, Lou, what do you got? Um, as I said before, I am very far behind on all of my podcast listening. I think the last podcast I listened to was... Um, the uh, lamplighter episode of the let's get stupid <laughs> podcast because um, awesome. i had to i had to go back and see how dumb i sounded and just try and recollect some of the things that happened there because there were a handful of beers that were drank that night and there was a handful of events going on there mm-hmm. yeah we'll definitely I dive guess. into that a little later for sure that's definitely uh, <laughs> i want to get into that for sure all right so how many uh oh. what's your rating there do you have a hypothetical rating of what it would be if, if uh, you know, if you could see into the future? What, what do you think you would rate this episode of, uh, with Joe Stanek? Yeah, I mean, just by Tommy and Tanner. Well, naturally, uh, right, it's going to be it's going to it's going to be five uh, five Apple or Massonomics Apple iPod touches. What about you, Joey? Uh, yeah, I got right bored as usual listening <laughs> to USAPL versus IPF versus versus nra versus nwo versus all that i just I, I zoned right out um they did make me laugh a lot but yeah i definitely wasn't that uh there was a couple times i was shouting i think corrections about something where they were trying to guess somebody's name so it's getting a five it's getting a five uh ipod massonomics touches massonomics ipod touches massonomics touches going back to steve <laughs> <laughs> one thing that did stick out that i didn't mention in my uh, my review was Joe was saying that he had been in Pennsylvania, or had been in Pennsylvania with his family for like a month. It's like I couldn't imagine as an adult, like just having the freedom to just go chill with my parents for a month. I think that'd be really cool. But after like five days, maybe, like I don't know what that. Like I couldn't spend a month with my parents. Like I'm sorry, like like a week, <laughs> a week max. <laughs> yeah. So I found that. Say so, yeah, we we had our time for that. Yeah. Yeah, we all had our time to spend a bunch of time with our parents. We just like you said, I love my parents to death, but um, yeah, it gets to a certain point where it's just like I, like, I need to go. I need to go home. I, need to <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. So I had a little, uh, had a little uh, Costco trip this week. Um, I tried out the new cookie. It was oh so so. I I, I mean, I like a chocolate chip cookie. I thought it was okay. It was warm. You know, it was like two eighty five, three bucks, something like that. Like it wasn't bad. Uh, I like churro better just because the churro is different. Like I can get a, I can get a chocolate chip cookie anywhere, like literally anywhere. 
Uh, I can't find the decent like that was like a really good churro. Um, so very it's very saddened that the churro is gone. Uh, did take advantage of my I uh, got the, the the I get the hot dog and the drink for the first time just because we were my wife and I ran and got some uh, some some meals and stuff from Costco during the week. Uh, and the guy did 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 so I ended up eating half half the hot dog that she didn't want to eat. Uh, it was okay. I mean. The hot dog for a dollar fifty to get a soda and like any kind of like meat in a bun was you know pretty crazy that it, that they literally sell over a buck fifty, so it is definitely a loss leader. Uh, and what else? There's one other thing I got there. Oh, I think I just I got a chicken bake, but I'd already had that before, so that wasn't a big thing. Uh, their hot dogs are their hot dogs are very very underrated, and I've eaten all sorts of hot dogs, cheap hot dogs, expensive hot dogs, fancy hot dogs. Costco's hot dogs are pretty pristine. Yeah, there's some. There are some. Oh yeah, yeah. That I'm sure you've seen all the memes about people wanting to raise the prices of Costco's hot dogs, and everybody just slamming that down right away. <laughs> yeah, I could imagine their sales would definitely dip a little bit if they, you know, got got rid of that combo. Realistically, probably not. But I mean, we can think that. <laughs> uh, speaking of sales dipping, is uh, I mean, so we saw a big, 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 big. Bleh. Vincent Man's getting hit with another lawsuit, but is he? He actually end up stepping. He is. Is he still? He's. I think he's. I think he's fully stepped away. Okay. Uh, like I know he stepped down, but then he came back, and then he went away again, or something. So it was. Uh, I think I with. Uh, I think with uh, WWE being part of TKO now, I think he's pretty well pushed out. Um, I'd have to go look into the specifics of it because I was just getting caught up on the you know the new stuff that's going on with him. But mm-hmm. um, it sounds like he's pretty much. The only thing is tied to the only thing that ties him to WWE right now is just his name. He doesn't have any creative control. He doesn't like he's not doesn't have any you know situations with you know as far as who the, like who's buying him out or anything like that. Hey, well, yeah. When I told her that, so he's lose a lose got a fireball. Of course he does. Yeah, we fucked up. <laughs> Sorry, I'll I'll come prepared. I will be the only sober one in two hours. <laughs> yeah, buddy, and I got to get up nice and early tomorrow. I get a full day tomorrow and then a lift party, so I'm not drinking at all. I still got to train tomorrow, too. Ugh. Fridays are my favorite training days. Not lately. It's been high bar squats, and I hate those. Ooh, yeah. yeah. I've been, uh, with my uh, medical condition, with the, the lump on my back, I high bar squats don't exist in my program anymore. <laughs> So that's been a, a unique thing. Basically, just oh, I guess I can only do low bar and SSB now. So I'll, like a, literally a third of my like variations is gone. But you know, if I put a bar in my that lump I have right now, it swells up for like a week and is painful like a motherfucker. So no, presuming that takes out, yeah, presuming that takes out anything like transformers, safety squat so, bar. So like, like so if the surprisingly enough, the transformer is good because it's the padded. I, I was really worried it wouldn't like. So I'm I'm good. Uh, if it's padded, I can go. I'm fine. But if I put like a gnarly barbell right on it. And, you know, I just can't do it. So, you know, that makes sense. We'll see if anything comes of that. Uh, But the guy was like, yeah, I really don't know what this is. You can come back in a few months for imaging if you want. But I don't think I can really do anything for it surgically. I was like, oh, okay. It's from the episode of X-Files. If you remember, there was uh, the guy that had the uh, conjoined twin that could come off and it would go and kill people. God, could you imagine another Keith? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I could, I could, I could, I could use the help though. With like doing, I would just make him do all the grunt work. If I, if I, if I did have like a conjoined chin, that could like hold a phone. I could just give him my phone and just make him do all the the podcast grunt work while I just went went about my day. That would be interesting. Make things easier for you, for sure. Uh, like, <laughs> Not for him, but definitely for you. 
No, because then he could uh, watch the Masonomics YouTube video and give me the cliff notes for it. But uh, I'm guessing neither of you had a chance to watch that this week because just, it just hit today at 4 p.m. Yeah, I'm, uh, Thursdays are my only day that – or Thursdays are my non-training day. So usually um, trying to get more into a habit of when I come home, we actually have a day where we, where Alex and I just sit, relax. Actually be a couple during the week, all that fun stuff there. So uh, busted out the grill today. I mean, it is a whopping 33 degrees out. So I figured it was a good day to bust out the grill and grill up some sirloin. So absolutely in true Midwest fashion. I know what I barbecued today too. <laughs> Six degrees Dude. Celsius. And I was like, Fuck it, I want those, I want those sausages. I'm going out. <laughs> what is uh what's that in America? Fuck to find out, dude. Uh, plus nine times 32 or something like that. I don't know. Times 2.2. I don't need them. Those. That's kilograms. Hard yeah. Hard. I was say wrong, wrong units there. <laughs> I know. I was like, it was a bit, uh, but okay. So anyway, the, the video this week was Tanner and Tommy both doing basically like gym hacks for, getting out of the gym quicker um you know how, making how long was that video because believe me i tried to watch it uh it was like 12 minutes 11 minutes it was, it was under 15 more than in nine uh but the, i was gonna give them shit because they went through everything like not addressing home gyms or like tips and trips for people work. in home gyms but then like the last thing they did mention was home gyms i kind of talked about that for a good few minutes so i was like all right cool they at least covered like because when i say like out of crew like out of the 300 crew or at least like the 100 super active ones like 75% of us have home gyms. So I was like, are they really not going to talk about home gyms at all when like so many of their followers and fans and crew are home gym gurus? But uh, that's a they- that's a different bear to deal with, I would imagine. At least because I know like if I had a home gym, um, I'd have a hard like my training sessions would either be really, really short or really, really long because it would be, you know, go do a set. It's like, OK, I'm going to rest here. It's like, I guess I'll go inside or go upstairs or whichever it might be. And then, yeah, just keep going on and on, or at least break it up into spurts or something like that. It yeah. can be challenging. I at least I, I'm sure Joey has it worse because I'm sure if, if if he hears like a kid screaming and he has to like run upstairs or something, whereas me, it's like yeah. I'm I'm pretty much don't have to, I don't get pulled out of the gym. I just you know I don't have anyone there like waiting for an equipment. So it's like okay, if I want to sit here for 11 minutes between my next set and I get going down a rabbit hole on Instagram, or you know, well I I want to actively be posting my stories and my training the whole time. So like that's where I struggle. So I actually work out faster in a commercial gym. Like I I can do like my two hour workout in like an hour twenty in a commercial gym, but fuck going to a commercial gym. Yeah, I um, I had the luxury of uh, working out at a Planet Fitness a couple weeks ago. That was uh, quite the deal. I saw. I'll give you a hint. Do not try and bench there. It is not a fun time. Uh, they even give you shit for benching just because you're benching like three plates plus, and they're just giving you a hard time. No, uh, no. Or they, they don't. Have, they don't have. They, they only have Smith machines, so yeah, yeah. just the mechanics of everything just throws everything off. So when I start, it basically feels like I'm starting doing a decline, but then when the bar descends, and then it. Yeah, if I like if I start it right the first time, it feels like I'm starting off doing a decline. But then when I come down, when I get down to my chest, then it feels like a normal bench. But then just the pressing mechanics are just feel off, weird, everything like that. That and um, I don't want to set off the lunk alarm quite yet because I don't want to get kicked out because I still I still need it for the uh, for the vitamin D benefits for the time being. So I'd rather not get kicked out because I don't think Alex would be very happy with me if I did that. <laughs> no, that all makes sense. And that's strange too, because some some Planet Fitnesses. Well, okay. So my last experience with the Planet Fitness was like eight or nine years ago. My my buddy had one of the black cards, and when I'd work out of town with him, I could just I'd just tag along with him to go to the gym for free. And depending on which one we went to, there were a couple. So I say I went to like five over the course of a couple of years. Like one or two of them did have a f- actual free weight bench, and all the other ones were Smiths. So I didn't know if they've phased all those out or if it's just like a, a franchise by franchise kind of decision. 
That I couldn't tell you. I've only been to two of them, and the two that I have seen, uh, like they have benches, but they don't have like actual bench press setups. It's just for dumbbells that go up to seventy five, and then um, a line of Smith machines that go down the row. But yeah, I mean, for 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 nine ninety nine a month, I guess it's worth it. I suppose <laughs> it's hard to be. Being that I'm going to make fun of Planet Fitness as much as I can because I can because it's easy to do. But at the same time, like I'm I'm not afraid to admit, like if you're going there just solely to do accessories or something like that, it's not a bad gym to go to. Like if you want to go there and just get a quick pump, feel good about yourself for a little bit, nothing wrong with that. Like that's a good place to do that. Plus, if you get the black card, you can go uh, get some tan and get some of that precious vitamin D. Mm. Well, I think that wraps up general topics. Lou, do you want to hit us with a little uh, Massonomic sponsor read? Yeah, I think I might be able to do that. Hold on, let me uh, get it in here real quick. You got to get into character. <laughs> so this pod- <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this podcast is brought to you by Massonomics, based out of beautiful Western Northeast South Dakota. If you're looking for the best beer-inspired apparel or other lifting apparel, as well as other accessories and also the absolute standard of drink safety, go and head over to Massonomics.com today and find everything that you will ever need. Also, you have the option of becoming a supporting member to be able to help support the podcast and support everything as they do. Last I heard, they have uh, three remaining spots left. So go ahead and head there, sign up today. And again, go to Mastonomics.com for all of your lifting apparel needs. Very well said. Very well said. Uh, with that, I think it's time to get our guest on the horn. You want to you yeah, kick, kick everybody this, out? Yep. Kick everybody out. and uh, Discord uh, out. Yeah, get out of here. Hey, Lou, is that you, buddy? Is that yeah, Lou? yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Welcome. Welcome to the Unpaid and Underrated Podcast. We're glad to have you, man. I think this is like the 17th podcast you've been on that I've uh, that, that I'm a fan of. You know, I've been I've been making my rounds. That's the uh, best way I could say that. Now, ha- ha- out of all the podcasts you've been on, have you actually listened back to your episodes or are you just like, now nah, I'm good. I'm not going to listen to them. I usually try to just one, I want to see how dumb I sound uh, <laughs> Two, I want to try and uh, at least critique myself a little bit. Be like, all right, where like what, what points did you talk too fast? At what points did you stutter? At what points did you just completely blank out and not say anything and look like an idiot or just stuff like that? But um, and then just kind of like, especially the like when I was on the Let's Get Stupid one, I wasn't on it the whole time. So there was parts that I wasn't on, went back, listened to, saw what else I missed, all that fun stuff. But yeah, I've I've had a fun time doing each of them. Awesome, awesome. So, just if, if anyone's uh, been living under the rock and isn't familiar with who Big Lou Nutter is, do you want to go ahead and tell them uh, where they can find you on uh, Instagram and you know who who you are? You know, I keep things pretty easy. My Instagram handle is Lou Nutter, just mm-hmm. half my first name and my last name. Keep it nice and simple there. Nothing fancy. Um, pretty easy to find. Uh, most of the time, I post a lot of the lifting videos. I post put or pictures of videos of my dog and. Uh, other random stuff. Alex finds her way on there every now and then too. So uh, yeah, easiest way to find me at least uh, as far as that aspect is Instagram. I'm fairly active on there. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, so this is the unpaid and underrated podcast, but you know, obviously we're here for Massonomics. So what brought you to Massonomics? The, the first thing I ever saw at Massonomics when I was perusing through Instagram, as I saw the lift shirt, I saw a couple people wearing them. There was one of the guys that, um, that went there that goes to one of my gyms here. Um, I saw him, I saw a picture of him wearing a lift shirt, thought it was awesome. Cause it was a, you know, I always appreciate a good, you know, beer inspired lifting parody or lifting inspired beer parody or whichever, whichever suits that best. Um, and then, so I started following them, saw all that good stuff. And then when they came out with the bench heavy shirt, 
that was basically my sign from the heavens to go ahead and <laughs> order and start supporting this company. And the other thing that I love about Massonomics too is that I'm, you know, I was born in or born in Omaha. I've been living around Omaha pretty much my entire life. Um, so nice little Midwest area. So I have I really I have a really big affinity for companies in the Midwest. Massonomics, obviously, in Western Northeast South Dakota, part of the Midwest. And I, like I said, I have an affinity for supporting companies in the Midwest. So that was one of them that kind of, that was another thing that really drew me to them, bought their, bought the bench heavy shirt and it's been an absolute downward spiral for my wallet since then. (laughs) So I'll tell you, I was on a call today in this exact seat and I got bored as I always do whenever I'm on a conference call related to work. And I realized I keep all of my thank you cards in this desk and I pulled out a stack, um, and I just kind of was like, okay. And I removed the stickers and I removed all of the other, like the calendars and stuff. And I think I have a full deck. <laughs> <laughs> like, like this, this is out of pocket. Just exactly how many of these I have. <laughs> is that what the Gen Z kids these days say? Out of pocket? Out of pocket. It's Riz. It's because Massonomics has that Riz. <laughs> So that, that means. God, I don't know. Riz I mean, stands for charisma. I found yes. that out. That's the dumbest ago. fucking thing I've ever heard. I hate fucking acronyms that don't make sense. And like, it's not an acronym. I know, but like, yes, it, that's not. But it reminds me of all the other shit these fucking young kids do. Where like they they'll 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 type an acronym, but they'll like they'll basically they'll have one of the letters in it, but or like if it's if it's a fucking if it's a two word thing they'll use three letters to do it. And I'm like, what the fuck? That doesn't make, uh, what? It, and, and, if, it's, if it's a phrase they, though, instead of just having one letter per uh-huh. word of the phrase, they'll put, they'll use multiple letters of one of the words and then singular letter on the other. And I'm like, I don't understand how that's the accurate. If you're gonna make an acronym, literally it's only gotta be one letter acronym. per word, the way they do it. They're like, what was it? it the, the on God like thing. It's like the way they fucking say that it's like, Oh, in OG, it should, it should yeah. just be OG. Fucking for on God, you don't because that, that that's the no because OG means original gangster. Well, yeah, but OG's still, fucking then just say fucking on God. It's fucking it's fucking two fucking more letters. Jesus Christ, dude! <laughs> Real question. I don't know. I, many, I just how many times a week do you say get off my lawn? <laughs> yeah, I was about to ask. Did you also have to walk to school uphill both ways? These kids, they have it. Uh, yes, if I didn't I finish know. my dinner, they would lock me in the basement and <laughs> beat me. And now they oh, can't geez. even do that. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, <laughs> I like. I like to vent a little bit time from time to time. I just, I don't know. <laughs> I follow way too many young, I've way too many young friends that like, I can't keep up with the vernacular. Based on everything no, you I, just I said, are you it. sure they're your friends? Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're pretty mad about their existence. No, no. <laughs> oh, fuck. I need a beer. All right. Big Lou. Here's the thing I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's get the official pick, the, the official question out of the way. Ooh. Is there something you didn't buy because you said, eh, I'm not going to need that, and now you wish you had bought it? Uh, I feel like you're talking about something in particular. Nope. And I have this fun fact. Oh. Nope. Um, it, we ask every guest this. We're talking about Massonomics merch. <sighs> yeah, Massonomics merch. <laughs> oh, I can tell you one in particular. The Jefferson Deadly, or the Jefferson Deadlift League shirt. Yep. They came out with the stickers for it, and I have that sticker. I have no, I have it on one of my tumblers because um, I think I had got two of them. So for the some of the more coveted stickers, like when the uh, when the Buddy Light sticker came out after it became contraband, I kept one of those. I taped it on my fridge and uh, ended up getting a couple more because I didn't realize how many stickers they had of them still. 
So I had one of them taped to my fridge still. Um, I've a, I had a lift short sticker taped onto my fridge as well. Cause I didn't want to use that. And now apparently that the original is contraband. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, frustrating. Very much, very much. Um, yeah, because the lift shirt is another one I need to buy since I got fat and I need to update all my shirts. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> so it's, it's a fun time there. It's funny that you said that because I went looking for, so I actually wanted to wear, I have an original gold dust shirt from his second run about the time where he came back with the stutter. And I yeah. was like, I'm going to wear that. I'm going to blow lose mine. But I guess, I guess I put it away. Cause there's, a, <laughs> cause I, I, we've talked about before that I'm growing out of all my shirts. I found all my small massonomic <laughs> shirts that I refuse to put away. So I was just thinking today, like, it's so funny that you brought that up. Cause I've been complaining about not fitting into any shirts for the past two weeks. I have been buying massonomic shirts for three shirt sizes. <laughs> I'm now up to larges from the smalls that I originally, it's starting, it's starting to get expensive, but like, it's also fine. Well, me, yeah, because yeah, I because I, I used to do what I used to do is I would buy um, I would buy a size I would buy an XL for um, for like my regular t shirts that I would wear, and then I would buy an or I would buy a size large for my cutoffs, and um, then I started getting bigger. Then my size large cutoffs started being a little bit snug, a little bit snug for my liking. So then I upgraded all my cutoffs to size XL, but I was just kind of slowly doing that. But then I started realizing um, that XL t-shirts were getting a little bit snug on me. <laughs> so I decided to buy a couple XL shirts. Like there's a couple shirts that are exception, like the huge life shirt. I'm thankful that I picked those two up before they, before, you know, that stuff happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thankful I picked those up because those shirts run a little bit bigger anyway. So the t-shirt fits amazing as a size XL. And then the cutoff fits amazing as well. It's a little bit baggier, even with the XL being a cutoff, but it still fits amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. For the majority of shirts, I just bought another bet or bench heavy shirt a couple weeks ago. And uh so then this one, which has always been a t-shirt, because this is my most coveted shirt, and it'll never get thrown away. And so yeah, so now I'm in the slow process of upgrading all my shirts. But um, yeah, my wallet's not gonna be very happy about that. Mm-hmm. So it goes sometimes. Well, it's the way she goes, boys. The way she goes, boys. Out, have you at least been able to figure out your uh, porch pirate issue that you were having? Uh from all those assholes snagging your guys' packages. Um, well, I don't live in that apartment complex anymore, so that is no longer my problem. There you go. That that's a yep. good thing. I remember, I remember that from one of your previous uh, uh, podcasts I was listening to. Here's the frustrating thing about that too: is that um, so when they ransacked that package, they didn't steal everything from it. They just stole certain things from it. In that package, they stole one item from it. There was a there was a container. Let's get stupid pre workout. There was a container of uh, killer juice in there, and there was a size two X T shirt that said "Build the chest, fuck the rest." This is my order from Huck Finn Barbo, and um, I find the box in a way different area, like inside the building. My like my building for my apartment was a secured entry, so you had to have a fob to even get into the building. So it had to be somebody inside the building or at least somebody that had that gave them access in the building that was going through the entire floor, going through everything. Like, I remember that day when I found that I had three other packages, took them to their doors, knocked on theirs, just said, hey, like, just let you know, like, this is happening. If you don't know, if you don't already know, they're like, oh, yeah, we know we've had it happen a couple of times. So I'm like, I'm going to have to start sending everything to work. But um, 
So yeah, now I moved into a different Bellevue and it's an actual house. So now I don't have, I don't feel like I don't have as much of an issue with porch pirates, but um, yeah, apparently people get wild when they start, when there's apartment complexes, because there was a really bad issue in my building for a while, but that ain't my problem anymore. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's not sure. my problem. Nice. Bush latte <laughs> uh, okay. We, get, we did that one. Uh it's it's got your job in here and one thing that i kind of don't do is talk about people's jobs there was one exception because the dude was like a fucking archaeologist it was garrison and a big andrew so like i had questions about that like keith what do you want to know about lou being a chiropractor none i'm just by the people <laughs> i've been told by multiple listeners that they want more backstory and just information on the fucking crew so i'm gonna ask what they do every episode and they can talk about as little or as much as they want to you know the floor is theirs i don't have anything specific i thought one thing was specific now did you have a, a degree are you specifically i thought i remember hearing that you were more of a you weren't just like here let me let me crack your back chiropractor you're a basically this is what's wrong. Do this PT. Come back and see me, kind of guy. Am I? So the fu- the fun part about so yep, I am a chiropractor. Um, I do spinal adjusting. I try and do incorporate a little bit of therapy along with it. But the clinic that I work at in particular, it does also offer physical therapy. So there's not as much of a need for me to do that because I can have our uh, have some of other guys. Gotcha. Not saying I don't give at least some recommendations, especially for people, especially for people that are a little bit more active. At least give them some recommendations, tips of what to do, all that fun stuff. Especially if they're having any particular problems with certain lifts. I feel as if I've been, you know, strength training long enough, especially specifically powerlifting long enough, um, that I have figured out a couple things, both trying to figure those out for myself, as well as, you know, just trying to see some of the ins and outs of certain things, things that may help other people. Um, but then the other part of what I do as a chiropractor is I do a lot of uh, DOT physical. So our CDL drivers that have to maintain a medical card, I do all those physicals for that, do a lot of occupational health services, stuff like that. And that has a whole whirlwind of stories to go along with that. <laughs> Just about people that are completely oblivious to what kind of health that they are in and what they deem as healthy. I had a gentleman one time come into me. I was doing his physical. Um, is when I was used to do physicals for this big truck company. Um, he comes into me, starts going off. He's like, Oh, I used to be perfectly healthy. And then I went to the doctor next thing you know, I'm on four medications. I'm like, um, brother, I don't think that means you were healthy. I think that means you've been hiding this for a very long time. <laughs> yeah. No shit. And yeah, just, it, and it being in a world like that, where you see a lot of people like it's, it's, it's weird when you go into a gym setting, especially when you go to a, especially when you go to a couple gyms where that's primarily either pretty competitive powerlifters or like pretty competitive bodybuilders. Cause one of the gyms I go to um, has a competitor slash coach. That's pretty, he's pretty well known, pretty competed on the Olympia stage. Um, so he, and he trains a lot of people too, that um, have done pretty well, whether it's a local regional, sometimes even national level. And, uh, like just going from that realm and then going to the truck driver realm where health isn't exactly the most, um, focused on thing, which is ironic because they have to be healthy enough to drive. So it turns into a very fun conversation at times, like having to tell people like, Hey, like these are some things you really need to focus on. Like, yeah, you're, you are essentially a walking heart attack right now. (laughs) <laughs> Most of the time, it's not quite that, but that's essentially the what it what it will eventually come to for some of those guys. 
I respect truck. I respect the hell out of truck drivers for everything that they do because, I mean, without truck drivers, like we don't have the majority of goods and services that we have in any of our stores today. Yeah. Like they're the ones that ship everything across the world. They make the they help make the country go around. They help make the world go around. But goddamn, there's a reason that there's a stereotype about those guys. <laughs> uh, I, I got one one brief more thing about chiropractor. Um, chiropractor, yeah, you got your job. Uh, so about ten years ago, I think the first time I saw a chiropractor and didn't know any better. Um, they were hands off. Essentially, they used the machine called the Pro Adjuster. Are you, are you familiar with the Pro Adjuster or something similar to it? I've heard of it. Um, I'm not as familiar with it. Is, I'm usually is that the table you lay on, and then it like they no, push no, you? No. So this is they literally just like it's a machine that they just go up and down your spine. It's supposed to like register the resistance, and then they go back down, trying to hit the exact same spots, giving out like a certain amount of pressure per like vertebrae. And at the time, I was like, "Oh, this is cool," uh, but looking back now, I was like, "That had to be a crock of shit." Because they basically they 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 brought you in, they put you on heat and tens for twenty minutes, and then did the this pro adjuster thing and sent you out the door and charged fucking you know insurance a couple hundred bucks probably. So, I don't know. Looking back on it now, I think nah. it was a fucking yeah, you got oil to, for sure. And, and um, that's the thing is, as I was going to say, it's a, having a chiropractor that also lifts in some sense has made a difference for me. Because the first chiropractor I went when I was um, when I first hurt my hip, I went to it, and he was a holistic chiropractor, and he, you know, <laughs> yeah, you already know the the kind of shit he was doing. But he had this just this table where you'd lay on. And like it would do all the work for him. He would just push down while it pushed up. And I just didn't like kind of some of the, like the stuff, like the grounding and the, he's like touching my head and touching my stomach and being like, I'm grounding you. And I'm like, what are you doing? I wanted. So then I got, I find this other guy here in the town and you're actually reminding me that he's finally back from his parental leave and he's a big, strong dude. And he was just like, no, I know exactly what you need. And he like would adjust my hip and he would just do some flexor. Like, do you do that thing where you jam your thumb into the joint and you make them move their leg? Cause that sucks. Not necessarily that one. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. That sucks. Uh, Cause there's scar tissue in there. And that was so much, but suddenly I was going to see this guy once a week. Cause I was just like, this is the exact opposite from this other guy I went to. The, that's the thing about chiropractic is like, I know a lot of people have uh really, really, really negative outlooks on them, but it's, it's like, I don't like, I don't want to tell them it's like, Oh, you just need to go find the right one. But <laughs> um they're the, like, when it comes to chiropractors, like, like they're it's like, it's not that you can ask 10 different people what they think a chiropractor does and you're going to get 10 different answers. Mm-hmm. It's, it's ridiculous at times, but at the same time, um, like at the end of the day, uh, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar who with Jordan Shallow is. I recognize the name, but I'd have to. I don't know anybody. Dive into the, um, the memory bank. Prescript is a big or is a big company that he helps run. It uh, does a lot of coaching and stuff like that. But he's a chiropractor as well, and he even kind of said it too. Like he's a competitive powerlifter uh, or was a competitive powerlifter. Um, I don't know if he's done bodybuilding shows before, even though he definitely looks like he has a physique for it, but he's even said too, it's like, it's like, I mean, I can rant on about different chiropractors all day, but at the end of the day, if like their patients are getting better, whether they just think they're getting better or they are getting better, you're still better either way. So part of that, I've tried to take that. I'm trying to be less bitter and less, you know, judgmental (laughs) as I get older, but some days it's harder, but at the same time. At the same time, I have an understanding like certain people are looking for certain things. So certain people are a great fit for those kind of chiropractors. 
that's not what I'm looking for. If anybody comes to me asking about trying to adjust pregnant girls or adjust babies or anything like that, I just straight up tell them, like, well, but like, I mean, I could, uh, but I'd much rather send you to somebody else that I know that's very well versed in that. So, yep, here's this for you. So, yeah, it's a fun time. All right. Well, we won't bug you about work anymore. Uh, you did mention basically how you were trying to move on from, uh, you know, dealing with, you know, being frustrated and whatnot. But uh, let me just go ahead and bring up something that does frustrate you and that, that also frustrates me. Uh, people that don't use blinkers and God damn. Do you oh have any, God. Uh, is there a, is, is there a, an underlying hatred for the, for that as I have it? Cause God, it is the most frustrating thing in the world, ain't it? It's not very underlying if it just happens every day and is exposed yeah. to you every day. It's like true. it happened to me this morning too. Like, so this morning I'm going to work. The road that I take to work, I have to go by a high school and um, it kind of gets to one of those points where it's um, like you got your two lanes that are going straight and it goes to the two left turn lanes because you can turn left to go into the high school. And um, so I'm sitting in the right lane because that tends to go quicker sometimes because a lot of the traffic kind of diverts off to go to the left. But there's enough of it that'll still back up that left lane of the people that are going straight. So I'll stay in the right lane so I can go past it. And um, it's like it was one of those weird spots where I'm in the perfect spot where there's enough of a gap that I can get over. But I'm looking at the cars that are coming on the lane, but it's right at that spot where they can go left. So I'm expecting like, oh, if these guys are going to turn left, they're going to turn their blinkers on well before let everybody else know. Nope. Everybody waits until nope. the turn lanes open up and then they use their blinker, which is like, it's so I'm here. They're here. It's like, I'm not cutting in front of them. Like any, like, especially when they're right here, I'm not cutting in front of them because if they decide that they're going straight and I try and cut in front of them, I'm getting rear ended. That's my fault. And I am about to have that start my day. So, and they never use their turn signal until they're literally right here. And then they get over it. It's like, dude, just like use it for an extra 20 feet. So that tells me that you're slowing down enough to get in that turn lane. And I can gun it up at least enough to get out of the way and get going enough. It's, it's frustrating. I had, I had, yeah. So big Steve, big Steve, friend of the podcast. He actually, uh, I think I mentioned taught me uh, to drive uh, in, in a sense. Right. Um, he always said that your signal is signaling your intent. It is not a request for permission. It is a signal of your intention to do something. So I think that there's, I, I hate it too. And Morgan, I'll tell you, I yell nice signal asshole all day, every day. For <laughs> people that just like merge times. in front of me. Oh my God. But I think I've yelled about four times today. I also get frustrated when I have my signal on and nobody pays attention because eventually it's, I go, okay, so I've had my signal on now for probably 500 feet and you're not letting me in, I'm going to cut you off. I signaled my intention. I wasn't asking your permission to get into your lane. I'm coming into this lane and then I have to cut people off. And I think that I'm not the jerk in that situation where if they've seen I mean, my technically, signal. Technically it's, technically, it's illegal on your part to cut them off because you have to technically yield to them since they're in the lane. But at the same time, there's this beautiful thing called common courtesy where if I yeah. see somebody that's trying to merge over and if I have a line full of people behind me and there's enough of a gap in front of me, I'm probably going to slow down a little bit and let yeah. them in. Yeah. But that, like I said, that's common courtesy, but we all know that's uh, you know not the, exactly the most prominent thing these days. Yeah, the letter of the law is not the arbiter of our morality. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes, it is wrong, but I could also just slow down a minute and let people in. But tickets also cost money, and I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you're drinking uh, the Bush Light. I got a Keith's. I've told this story before of me and you at the Arnold, and I think it's one <laughs> of my favorite stories about, you know, crew is 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 an interesting phenomenon to me because 
before the crew, I was very secretive. Okay. I, if somebody asked me for my phone number, you got a little hint of this the other day when you asked me my phone number and I was like, why, why, who wants it? But it, you know, I, I get a little squirrely, but recently people are like, oh, hey, I need your address to send you something. I'm like, duh, okay. And I'm just like handing my address out to strangers <laughs> I've met once. Right. We all um, your address the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> so it's funny. Thanks, that, like, Steve. So then we're at the Arnold. I'm on one side of the strength go. You're on the other side. Right. So I just start screaming. Low, low. And that was how me and you first met. So I come running over. I pull a fireball out. You pull a fireball out. We have a race. And that was me and Lou meeting for like the first time in person. And then I think the last, <laughs> the last time I saw you, it was me, you and Emily, Emily McGee, shout out, not crew, but still cool. Um, you were like, Oh, I want to try a Keats. And I kind of just handed you my beer and you looked at it. You looked at your beer and you handed me your beer. And then we both without a word, just <laughs> turned and walked away from each other with just like new beers. That's great. <laughs> Brother, I'm going to tell you a secret. By that time of the day, um, uh, we I were both. was just happy. I was happy to be there. And yep. uh, I was just ready. To, I, yeah, I was having a fun time there. Yeah, that I was everybody the, knew I was having a fun time. There. <laughs> I think that was the Saturday. It was the Friday oh, or the God. Saturday. It wasn't the Sunday because the Sunday I left early and, and brought home some strength gold plates. But yeah. And then the other the other fun Lou story is Lift Hard, Live Easy 2023. Okay, I'm not competing. You are. And it's 10 in the morning. The flights have started. And I go walking over. And there's you standing there with Tanner and Alex. And you're drinking a beer. And I went, buddy, how are you drinking a beer at 10? And you were like, it's five o'clock somewhere. And I went, oh, wow. Can I have one? And you were like, yeah, they're over there in that cooler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I was I was definitely living easy that me uh, that mm-hmm. entire weekend. I was living easy. I mean, I got I got a I got a beautiful wood plate, and uh, my dogs. It's our spare bedroom. What we call it? Our, we call it my dog's room because he loves sleeping there. Uh, yeah. yeah, I got a beautiful wooden plate that shows my uh, efforts of living easy that weekend. Yeah, I, the only reason I'm telling all these stories for the second time, I think, on this podcast is just how <laughs> it's just like me and Lou never talked like outside of the internet. And then just immediately we're just like sharing drinks like psychopaths directly after a pandemic. <laughs> we're just like, sure, here, like at this rate. So that was pretty funny. I wanted to share those stories again with Lou because I don't know if there's um, any of them. <laughs> I, I I remember bits and pieces of it. I mean, like it, was, like it was one of those, like it was, it was one of those where I wasn't in a shape to where I just wasn't remembering things. It was just, I was in the shape that it was. And there was so much going on. There was oh so much happening. There were so many things that oh happened God, yeah. that I, like, I went, happened. I went back and like looked at my phone and saw some of the pictures, some of the videos, some of the Instagram stories I posted. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, I like I spent most of my like I spent most of my time there. Like I went and ventured off, just went and looked at some things, hung out in the strength co booth for a bit. Otherwise, most of the time I was sitting in front of the Massonomics tent or the Huffin Barbell tent or the Obsidian Ammonia tent. And yep. it was yeah, I yeah, I uh I drank a lot of beer. I showed up. Um oh, did I even tell you guys I told did I tell you the your story about me going to the Arnold last year? I thought no. I was uh, your flight getting in late or something, right? Uh something like that, except it was my fault. Um, I flew into the wrong city. I do remember that you went into 
fucking. I went into Cleveland instead of Columbus. Yeah. Well, so I had yeah. uh, another three hour drive. <laughs> but I didn't. Uh, it was, I think it was two only hours. Two. Yeah. So it wasn't bad, but it was just rainy the entire time. So I had to slow down a little bit. Um, but and I didn't even realize that I booked that I'm flying into the wrong city until I was already in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to see if I can at least like book another flight, but all of them were already booked. So I'm just like, all right, what's the drive? Two hours. That ain't bad. I used to drive three hours every weekend. Well, three hours down and the three hours back every weekend. Um, so I went ahead and took that drive and it was like it was it was hilarious because like the first thing I walk in, I'm looking for Eddie because he was helping me like get set up with or, like he was helping me get in everything since everybody else is busy. And um, as soon as I walk in, I'm still rolling my bag into like my suitcase into and my luggage into the Macedonics tent. And uh, I don't even get into the tent. And uh, Karen Finn runs over, just grabs a hold of me. And then all of a sudden I look over at her hand and she's got a fireball shooter sitting down by her. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say no to that. <laughs> yeah. That, was, that one was a long time coming. Yeah. But, that was fun as hell. And I'm, I'm going to be there again this year. I, I, I heard rumors. I will not be there this year. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty disappointed by it, but I got a pretty good excuse. So I'm going to tell you something here. I won't share the whole story, but long story short, um, Alex and I are going to Mexico at the end of February, and we're getting back that Friday. I had thoughts of just go ahead and redirecting our flight to straight to Columbus. Why not? As soon as we, as soon as we get back to Mexico, brother, I've been I know I've trained my liver pretty frequently, but I don't think my liver can handle five days in Mexico and then three days at the Arnold. Oh yeah, I'm only doing one day at the Arnold this year. Yeah, no, that I would was, still do the three. I would still do the three days. I would regret everything. Well, not I can't. temporary regret, but well, because part yeah, of it's I mean, also the cost, right? So we live close enough that uh, you know, me and Steve are going to drive in Saturday morning. We'll get there hopefully eleven o'clock noon or one. Stay for the couple of hours just to make sure we hit all the booths and say hi to all the people we need to say hi to, and then we're just leaving the next day, right? Like we just, say, how far is Columbus for you guys? About six hours. Six hours. Yep. Yeah, because it's it's like a ten hour drive for us from here. Yeah, yeah, and with Steve, with Steve driving, if he takes the Honda, you know, we might get it down to five, depending on how many stops <laughs> we have to make. And uh, yeah, it was just the the last time. It was like the cost associated with like the hotel, with the kids. I brought them and everything. We just and they didn't even go on Sunday. Steve didn't come with me on Sunday, so it was me and Steve on Friday and Saturday. Saturday's so overwhelming that like you're gonna get there, you're gonna see all of the people you need to see. That's when all the celebrities were there, right? I think I met no, no, Chris was there on Friday and Saturday, but like, you know, that's when all the big names are gonna that's when all the big stuff happens. Friday is a more interesting time for like I don't want to say insiders because I don't think I'm one of those, but I'm not there to see celebrities, I'm there to meet friends. Friday is yeah. more interesting for that. Yeah, and then Saturday was just Saturday was just a a mess of everything. There were just so many people there, which I didn't because like, I was talking to some of them. They were saying, "As like, yeah, I was like, yeah, like, yeah, this is like this is super busy more than it was last year, but I mean, still not as busy as it was before." I'm kind of sitting there thinking, "Like, fuck, how busy was it?" Like yeah, before this, but just shoulder to shoulder bullshit. And then I'll go to Brothers on on the. I'm going to make sure I end up at Brothers on the Saturday night because last time I went and then I had to run home because the kids needed me. Well, I don't yeah. have kids this time, so we're gonna leave the we're gonna leave the Arnold, go get dinner, have a nap, and then go to Brothers. <laughs> so that's our plan this year. Naturally, no, I had a I had a handful of beers there too because uh, I, I remember uh, old Big Tom getting up or having to get put to bed, and then uh, 
Yeah, it was uh it was it, it was a really entertaining time. Yeah. And then yeah, Lift Hard Live Easy though, you're gonna be there. Please. Yeah, I thought so. Of course I will be. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Yeah, I think I'm not I'm say I'm not signed up for it right now. Who knows what the future will hold? Well, but, I, get, I mean I, I bet I get the feeling I I've seen a few names that probably are gonna back out. Yeah. So um get on the waiting list. Yeah, well, and it might even yeah, because like last year I wasn't even planning on oh I wasn't planning on doing it, and then like what was it like four and a half weeks out? Uh, Tanner posted that thing, so it's like oh we got some spots open if anybody wants to take it, and I just kind of sat and thought like I had it, I was like I was doing off season training and I had squats that were moving really really well, so I just texted my coach I'm like sent him a screenshot of the meet and like what do you think about this? Just like doing like doing like doing this just for shits and giggles, see what we can do. And he's like fuck yeah, let's do it. All right, Tanner, sign me up. Well, even if you so, don't lift, come do what I did. Be like the spectator, the screaming, getting everybody's like, yeah, the hype man. That's the word I'm looking for. Because that's what I did the last you know, one. So you know I'm doing that regardless of whether I'm yeah. competing or not. Yeah. So I'll be I will be in beautiful western northeast South Dakota for the Lift Hard Live Easy too. Um probably rocking some jorts, maybe some shorty shorts, because I do have one of those pristine pairs of shorts. Um and yeah, bring all the cutoffs and all the fireball and bush light I can get my hands on. Well, we're gonna hold you to that big Lewis. We better see you in July, buddy. <laughs> oh, you will. Lift it or not, we better see you guys. Oh, you will see me there. We just uh let's 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 not go to BW3s this time. Let's find a, a different, better <laughs> local restaurant because that was such a wasted meal. It's like, why don't we find like some mom and pop place? And then fucking Big Matt and I think Damage are like, oh, let's go to BW3s. It's like fuck BW3s, it's disgusting. You had to beat ups? I don't know why, but it was like it was so. I mean, even with safe. Discord, it was still it's like safe. some. It wasn't hard to coordinate, but just like as soon as someone said they were going somewhere, it was like it, you can't have fucking like twelve people arguing about where they go. So it's just like yeah. all right, as soon as as soon as someone says a place, then everyone just migrates there. So I don't know. I think it was like I was a block away from the hotel for the a lot of us were staying at, which was kind of like why we wanted. I think that's why people started there. Yeah, because I remember we went there. We didn't go because we got in super late Thursday. Yeah, you didn't. Uh, you guys didn't get up pounders. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. Yeah, because we didn't get into town until about midnight on Thursday. Oh, and okay. then, yeah, um, yeah. Which, by the way, I will say, like the way up. So it's about a six-hour drive for us when we did it, and I am so happy that I had Alex with me because uh, there are spots between Sioux Falls and basically where you turn off of I twenty-nine to go straight over for about an hour and a half to like to Aberdeen. Um, there is nothing like you, especially in the driving in the dark, you can't see a goddamn thing. Like it, it's eerie. Like all you see is just whatever you see in your headlights. That's it. And uh, yeah, it was a little eerie for, it was a little eerie for a while. And yeah, I had, uh, I had Alex, she was on her phone trying to, or just fighting to stay awake. And she's just <laughs> reading me pro wrestling trivia questions. Just going off. Yeah. Me and, uh, me, me and big Chris are going to have that drive. I think we're, we're, we just booked our flights last weekend and we're going to, we're going to do the fly into Sioux Falls, uh, and then drive to Aberdeen. Uh, we are still leaving Sunday. I know everyone wanted to be on team Monday, but fuck, I, I'm good. Like if I, if I miss a, 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 a an impromptu little thing at Massonomics gym, I'm okay with that because I had more fun at pounders, I think than I did the whole weekend. So if I can recreate a little bit of that Thursday, Friday fun, I'm going to be so burnt out after the meet. I don't need another day and another several hundred dollars to stay one more day. So I don't know. But <laughs> I get, I, I get the feeling I'm going to end up renting my own car. Cause as it stands, I'm flying in Thursday and flying out Monday. So unless I can get a Kruber from Sioux falls 
on my schedule of flights. Yeah, good luck with that. Uh, well, I think our, I'd have to look at mine. I think we're... I don't actually. I, I could probably get in with you, but I can't get out with you, yeah, right? Grayson said he would wait, and but I'm like, I don't want to rely. I don't want to. I don't want to bother people. Yeah. But then I'm going to rent a car, meet up with Steve. Then we're going to have two cars for two people. Oh, because Steve's flying in. So. Hey, he's driving it. He's okay. He's just driving the whole way. Yeah. He's yeah. not going to detour to take you to fucking Sioux Falls. <laughs> no. No, no, no. How far, dri- how far drives it to Aberdeen for you guys? It was like 20 hours, wasn't it? It's 21 hours. Jesus. That's yeah. That's why I'm not doing it. That's why he was like, I'm going to do it and compete. I was like, I'm not going to do that. Oh, you, I, all right. Let me tell you something about driving and competing. It is a terrible mistake. Yeah. Um, I just, I just did a meet back in early December and like, like this wasn't a long drive either. Like I, the meet was down in Kansas city. Kansas city is about three hours from Omaha. Um, so I drove down to Kansas city Friday morning to go away in. And then I have a brother that lives two hours away from Kansas city. So I drove over there that same day after I got done weighing in because we were having our family Christmas there. And then Saturday morning, drove the two hours back over to Kansas City. And I did not anticipate it was going to have that much of an effect. But yeah, I had... I had probably hating you. My low back didn't feel bad. It was just the overall fatigue. It was just a combination of the overall fatigue from it. I'm sure there were other factors along with that too. But it was just one of those where... But it it was one of those meets where everything was moving well in the warm up room, and then I go to do my first attempt to squat, and I'm I almost get like I grinded that thing out, and it was not a fun time. Like I remember, after I remember going through, like I did my first bench, I didn't get my first bench, and I go over to Alex, I'm like, shit, we might be in trouble, bud. And <laughs> grinded yeah. out my second bench because I had no leg drive because I got called on my first, my butt coming up. And so I just did my second bench, no leg drive, and then um, got that up, failed my third one, which I anticipated that was going to happen after spending all of my energy on the second attempt. Got my first deadlift up, failed my second deadlift, called it my bud, we're out. We're we're gonna we're gonna head over and go to my brother's and start drinking beers there. Yeah, I and that's just why I said like after the last one and it's like it's not cheaper because the flights are 800, 700, 800, 900 yeah, Canadian. Mine, mine was like 750. And that's the other thing is everybody said fly out of Buffalo. It's cheaper. It the fuck is not. Flying out of Toronto is not that much cheaper than flying out of Buffalo. Customs sucks a little more. That's it. So I won't be able to bring home a lot of stuff. That's fine because like when we're driving and you're just trying to like book a last second hotel, right? Where you kind of get the driver's kind of turns to you and goes, I got about an hour. Find a hotel. And you're like, okay, you're spending two to $300 for last second bookings at any hotel. Yeah. You're not getting anything under $200. If you get anything, because there was a couple of times where we had to go to like two places to try and get a book and I'm sleeping on the couch. So I was just like, mm, I'm going to fly in and not fucking worry about it. Especially if I'm actually competing. I don't want to be that. I'd rather be flight tired from eight hours of flights than car tired from 21 hours of cars, you know? That's no. That's a hell of a lot easier to recover from. Yeah. So, just uh, I think I think our listeners have been enjoying this, but we have been talking about the same topic for about eighteen minutes. So <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna steer us on to something a little more fun. Uh, well, so fun, please. You, you, you got a puppy named Bruce, and you're also a fan of Batman. Oh. Is there a, a correlation there? I, I imagine. Did you name your dog oh, yeah. after Batman? Yeah, I, I named my dog after Batman. Um, so I got. I said, Bruce is my homeboy. Bruce is my baby. He's my hand. He's my big handsome boy. I'm sure anybody that follows me on Instagram has seen a handful of pictures of him. I get a lot of compliments on him too. 
He is a six-year-old pit bull, and he is the biggest loving muscle dummy that I that I've <laughs> ever had. Like it's like it's one of those. He's the biggest crybaby. So Alex has two dogs herself. They all get along pretty well. Couple scuffles here and there, but that's what happens when you get three dogs, especially when they're all fighting for attention for somebody. Um, and like she'll send me Snapchats throughout the day of just like him sitting at the edge of the couch, just crying. And then I'll get a Snapchat about a minute and a half later, and he's snuggled up in between, like right between her legs, just happy and content as can be. Like all he wants is just to be next to you. Um, whenever, yeah, he's the best way I can describe him, he's the biggest loving muscle dummy. Doesn't realize he's a 65 pound ball of muscle. But he's just always happy as can be. Um, I adopted him. It was 2018 when I adopted him. So I've had him for about four years. This is 28. I can't remember if it was 2018 or 2019. I've had him for a while. But yeah, he's my boy. And yes, he was named after Batman. I've been a bat. The... So the first Batman movie I vividly remember was the 92 Batman Returns. And I remember watching that a handful of times in the animated series. It's really popular when I was a kid. So I loved watching that. Went through, watch all the original Bat, well, not the original, but um, like the first two Tim Burton ones. And then the Val Kilmer Batman, as well as the George Clooney Batman. I remember loving those as kids and then watching them as an adult be like, meh. Uh, that was Joel <laughs> Schumacher. He's a little different. That was Joel Schumacher yep. that ruined the Batman franchise. You know, when you when you go back and watch it, you can appreciate like so for Batman Returns, like, there's certain things that I can appreciate about it. But then, like when you, I, I remember I was probably 21 or 22 at the time, um, sitting at my parents' house, laying in bed, about three sheets to the wind, and uh, Batman Returns is on, or no, Bat or Batman Forever was on. No, it was Batman and Robin, the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger, the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, that one was on randomly, so I was watching that. And I'm like, oh, it's like, let's see if this is as good as I remember it. And I'm watching through it. I'm like, this is terrible. Yeah, but then like, even watching it, even watching it as adult as an adult now, it's kind of like one of those where it's like, yeah, this is bad. But I mean, like, there's a like, there's a lot of things they butchered on it as far as storyline stuff like that. But at the same time, it's like, but like ultimately, is it entertaining? Yeah, the kind of like the dumb things that you watch in WWE that just don't make any sense. Like you watch them, it's like God, this is stupid. But I'm invested in this. I'm watching this still. Like I, like I'm, like I'm as dumb as it is and as stupid as it is. I'm still enjoying it. So you're they, so, they at least achieve one goal there. So controversial question: Who is your favorite Batman? Uh, I'm I'm going to go ahead and say it. I loved Affleck as Batman. Yes, I knew it. Me too. I loved Affleck as Batman. <laughs> for, somebody somebody has I, asked this question to me on this podcast, and that was my answer. Batfleck was my they, favorite. When you take into account, with yeah, what you, not to get all nerdy and stuff, are you? Yeah, yeah I've never seen, let's I've get nerdy. Seen, I've never seen a, I've never seen a Star Wars movie, but when it comes to Batman, I will give my opinion on it. So when it comes to uh, portrayals of Batman, like I'm not dogging anybody for their portrayal of it. I thought I I thought every actor that's done it has brought a great aspect to it. George Clooney included. I feel like I felt like George Clooney was at least a great, just kind of like been there a while like he's just you know the rich guy that's just putting on the persona right now still doing what he needs to do all that fun stuff whereas ben affleck i thought what he did the best with it is he played that bitter old batman that's been doing it for so long he's seen so many people like he's seen all the bad shit that's happened at his time as batman and so he's bitter and weathered and everything and despite whatever what other people may say about you know the whole 
the whole Martha sequence when you know Batman's about ready to <laughs> kill Superman. Silly. That was silly. It like it was silly, but then when you kind of think about the concept of it, it was like when you think about the concept of it and what it did for him. Uh, like you can see, you can easily see where that character change came or that character development came for him and where he had that kind of turnaround. Now, if uh, now the one exception I will make for Ben Affleck's Batman is the original Justice League that came out in 2017, because that movie is an absolute abomination. Yep. No one should ever see that movie. That movie should just be taken out of circulation, period. I have no clue what you're talking about. Uh, oh. 2017 Justice League. Oh, no, I've seen it. Directly. I'm just pretending I haven't. Oh yeah, that's, that's okay. That's, okay, I, that yeah. Snyder, I, I watched the Snyder cut like last year. It was fucking so much different and better. It was so it was such yeah. a. It was a completely different movie. It was like bad. It made things make sense. It yeah. followed along the entire plot line of what those series movies are supposed to do. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I do love that. Oh, go ahead, Turkey. What 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 do you think of the Flash? Where they kind of basically made it a, a Keaton Batman movie with when fucking Ezra Miller completely got canceled and they wanted to make it not so much about him. Uh, I'm not sure how much they ended up changing of it, but he was in, in it twice. What they were... <laughs> like, how do you oh, mean they made I, it I not about him? Feel... He was in it twice. <laughs> uh, I feel like they was a no, pretty they... pivotal. It's yeah, hard you're... to erase your main character. It's not like it's yeah. Amber Heard being in the Aquaman movie. Like, it, like Ezra Miller is the like has was the Flash for that movie. It's really hard to erase your main character. Yeah, uh, the, but I think I think. That's uh, fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> In all honesty, I enjoyed the Flash movie for what it tried to do. No, I, I, I really liked that, it. No, I, I'm just. I'm there's just, certain I, things that they think they could have done different, but for what they were trying to do, I thought they did a pretty good job with it. Seeing Michael Keaton Batman in a more like in a modern era for us was absolutely heartwarming. Just brought me pure complete joy. I'm pretty sure the pretty sure uh, Christmas night I watched the movie and was just watching it and just in awe of watching Michael Keaton as Batman as like the older version of him. And just reliving my childhood, except as an adult. So I, I honestly enjoyed the movie for what it was. Yeah, and even yeah. seeing George Clooney at the end of it was yes. Was, seeing him come out little, as "Who the fuck are you?" is probably my favorite line in that movie because yeah. that's what. Uh, but another thing though is when they're showing all of the alternate universes, uh, they show the movie that was never made. Did you guys catch that one? <laughs> The Nicolas Cage, Superman. the Nicolas Cage, Superman. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's I'm glad that was never made, but <laughs> you say that, but it's hard to tell how that would be. I mean, I like Nicolas that, Cage. Uh, he, he, he's super, super, he's super cheesy. That's the best way to say yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And like Henry Cavill was a really good Superman and I'm actually, I'm a little pissed about them taking him out after like bringing him back. Like they put him in. Yeah black adam and everybody was like yeah and then they were like now nah, we're gonna go a new direction and apparently that new direction is everything we like they're gonna get rid of and everything we hate they're gonna keep there's parts of it i see there's parts of it that still upset me like i like i would love to see something where the you have like an actual send-off of ben affleck's batman or at least have an explanation from it even though in reality the uh, best explanation that you can give and something like that is like oh well flash fucked everything up so he messed up the timeline yeah. so now everybody's different so yeah, and we're back to George Clooney. We're not going to have. I always I, the reason I liked Ben Affleck obviously is because he was more like the um, the old man Batman that you mentioned from the Dark Knight Returns, uh, yes. which is the the greatest comic that was Frank Miller that wrote that, uh, where he just killed people. Like he just he was just done with it. <laughs> like he was he just done. Yeah, and like that's that. I'll kill her. I promise. And he just goes, I believe you. 
And then he takes that dude out. He mercs that dude because like, yeah, I know you're a killer and that's why I'm going to take you down. Um, I did like Christian Bale's Batman specifically and everybody made fun of his voice, but that's because he did something no other Batman had done. He wasn't just Bruce Wayne in a mask. That's actually why controversial opinion. Michael Keaton's the worst Batman because like he did actually have a little bit of a transition because when you listen to him as Bruce Wayne, he gets a little bit more higher pitch, like has more range with his voice. But when he's Batman, he has a lot more lowered tone to his voice. I don't think he did quite what Christian Bale did, but also I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody understood that concept of it too. No, which is fair, but also Michael Keaton showed his identity to everybody in both movies. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which Batman would die before letting people see him without his cowl. Right. So that's uh, that's kind of why I did like the Christian, even though he had that stupid <laughs> the drugs are. But it's like at least he tried to hide his voice, right? Well, absolutely. When you can, like, I've read a couple things where you talk about um, like the different stages of it because, like, if you listen to him in Batman Begins compared to The Dark Knight, it's two it's, like it's two drastically different voices of it. Yeah, I've read some things about it. I don't know what to believe of it, but um, but I mean, I know it's a blunt. Of, I don't know it's a blunt of a bunch of jokes, but. Um, I mean, realistically, you can't do anything without something becoming the blunt of a joke. Yeah, I always tell people, remember that when they said Heath Ledger was going to be the Joker, you all whined. The, everybody cried about that. It's like, yeah. no way he could. Look how that turned out. Yeah, everyone needs to shut up about upcoming movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, a lot of people, like, if you, don't, say, if you guys don't remember, like when Michael Keaton was, or was cast as Batman, same thing happened. Everybody <laughs> cried about it. It's like, there's no way he could be Batman. And he put on the best portrayal of Batman at that time. Yeah. The comedian, Michael Keaton, five foot. Really? He turned out to be pretty good. Yeah. yeah no joke. I think we're boring, Keith. We should probably, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I enjoy Batman. I was just, we could glaze search it and see how he's, no, how he I, does. I enjoy a lot of the Batman stuff. What is your favorite DC non Batman or non Batman adjacent movie or, or series? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know, honestly, I don't know if I can name one. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, I don't even know what this would count because it has Batman in it. Um, my favorite DC animated movie is the Flashpoint Paradox. It focuses more so on the fa- on the Flash, and there's a bunch of stuff they tried to touch up on it. But I've read a handful of the comics from it, and then I've like obviously the movie is out as well, and the movie is absolutely phenomenal. Just people dying left and right, and um, like, a, like, in a sense, you could say it's not the real Batman because it's Thomas Wayne is Batman, not Bruce Wayne is Batman because the mm-hmm. whole timeline got changed. But that entire movie, like, like the concept is great because it's kind of like uh, the butterfly effect, but on a much grander scale to the point where the world's about to end, all that fun stuff. But so if you haven't seen that movie, I would recommend going to see it. It's on Max right now. Nice. Do you do you consume all the uh, the, 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 the CW uh, DC stuff? I used to. I don't as much anymore. It's a lot of it. It's hard to keep up with. Uh, I watched. I've watched all of Arrow. I haven't seen that one. It's Uh, that one's super weird. Yeah, because it's like it has them, but it doesn't have them. Um, It's like I I watched it a bunch when Arrow, but when Arrow was the big show, and then the Flash had started. uh, I watched the first couple seasons of Legends of Tomorrow, and then after when there was just so many shows that were out, it's like fuck, I can't keep up with all these. Yeah, I just finished. My roommate was obsessed with Smallville. Obsessed. 
So I've actually seen so I never watched much that. Smallville. Really? I've seen, I've seen it. was like the best, was yeah. like literally like the best superhero show of our childhood. It was like the only one that I really yeah. remember. And then Titans, uh, that's actually filmed in my city. So the, okay. the police headquarters for them is my city hall. That's a good Fair enough. Titans I did enjoy, um, especially because yeah. um, I love Alan, or I actually love Alan Rickson. Who ironically was in Smallville? He was in Smallville, right? Because he was Aquaman. Yes, yes. He for like two episodes or something, right? Yeah. And who who and is then, he in? Who is he in this? Um, Hawk. Er, Got er, it. Er, he's Hawk and Titans. Oh, okay. He's and Reacher. He is, yes, he is. Reacher. Yeah, 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 he's Reacher. He was, he's he was, also he was, no. He was also. Yep. I believe you're going to say what I'm going to say. He was also bad in Blue Mountain yeah, State. The biggest fucking douchebag <laughs> in the world. He was the like the like literally the biggest douche character. Like he played it so well. So oh, he did so great at it. To see that, him that's be what was so hard to though. watch him. That was so hard to watch him. Uh, like watch him in other in other roles because every time you see him up there, you just see him as fad. Yeah, it took a minute. Like I, I think I if I think if I didn't have the. Uh, the show we just talked about where he played Hawk, like as like that tweener between that and Reacher. Like if I only knew him as Thad and then Reacher, it wouldn't have worked. But like yeah. I saw him as Hawk was, for a few seasons. So he was great as Hawk because he was a fucking yeah. dick the entire time. Yeah. But interestingly, uh, in Titans, the Batman, uh, Bruce Wayne is Jormon. Uh, Jormon. Yeah, Jormon more, more. Yeah. Why can't I remember his? I actually love him because he actually plays a. He's fucking buddy. Yeah, but he plays. I wish I knew. I'm going to Google his real name like right now, because he also plays this like Irish detective. I fucking love. And for some reason, he's also Bruce Wayne. Yeah. So he's like game of Thrones. He was like, he was a killer in that one. Yeah. He's game of Thrones, Bruce Wayne. Ian Glenn is his name. Ian Glenn. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. I love that dude. If you ever get a chance to watch that one show where he's just this drunken Irish PI, and that's the kind of stuff I love, right? Is I don't watch or read a lot of fiction, but that's the kind of stuff where it's just like these, these weird mystery and who done it shows. I love that shit. I'm glad he survived his grayscale. <laughs> <laughs> so Lou, nice. uh, to, to, to harken back to the to the turn signal issues, um, we have have turn were turn signals involved in any of the uh, five vehicles that you've been involved in wrecking over the course of your driving uh, history? You know, none of those were, none of those were involved in turning. So, um, yeah, any none of those were involved in turning. Any any funny stories or anything you want to share about that? Is like I mean, it was it was a random uh, verbatim random fact. He's wrecked like five cars, one truck twice, <laughs> and that was your. <laughs> yeah that was my brother uh, so uh the truck was not or the truck the first time i did was a soft was i was a sophomore in high school and it was just a dumb thing i grew up in a small town outside of omaha so a lot of gravel roads and it was just one of those nice uh miscalculation there mm-hmm. um and then uh the grand am that jake was with me that i wrecked uh we were coming home from council bluffs and we were literally three miles away from home oh, and and it was one of those where the weather wasn't the greatest. We hit a patch of slush coming down and just ended up sliding out of control, going into a bridge. And then one of them was he's Jake's really bitter about this one, but uh, <laughs> so I have an uncle when he was still alive, worked for right tree services, pretty high up in right tree service. So um, all their runner vehicles that they had when they got to a certain mileage, they would go off and like auction them and sell them. 
one of those vehicle or a handful of those vehicles they had were uh lovely little Isuzu Ombres, which are essentially Chevy S10s. Mm-hmm. Just the most base model you could think of, like a air conditioning that barely works. Um nothing's electronic, like none of nothing of the parts electronic on the door. So manual windows, manual locks, all that fun stuff. Um so my mom had wrecked that truck before and um and then I was driving it come up over top of a hill. And then as I come up over the top of the hill, I realize everybody stopped. I try to slam on the brakes. Brakes are faulty from previous incidences. So I swerve over and, you know, end up wrecking that. Uh, but yeah, none of them were involved in actually turning. So that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, turn signals were not involved in that. None of those are funny stories. So I, I uh, none of them, none of them are really funny and they may be funny to him because he wasn't <laughs> the one that wrecked vehicles. So <laughs> Yeah, well, we're we're glad you walked away from all of them and that you're still safe. So that's good. Same. It wouldn't be the it wouldn't be the wonderful lunar I am today without it. Sure. Or if I wouldn't have survived. Okay. All right. There's one in here that I want to go at because <laughs> I do love. You know, I think me and Lou, me and Bryce, like a lot of us are just these kindred spirits from all across North America. So I know where you're going. Years ago, I'm talking. God, I must have been 22, 23. I couldn't find a Halloween costume because I waited too long. So I bought a children's large flash costume and wore that to an adults only party. And you can imagine how that shit looked. I heard you did the same thing, but with a different Uh, costume. (laughs) I'm trying to remember now. Oh, it was, uh, what did I say specifically? You wore like an extra small spandex, uh, one or like, I'm assuming it like booty shorts, but maybe been a onesie. It wasn't really <laughs> uh, was this recently? Uh, no, it's just in the notes there's, here. There's, there's no time stamp on it. We don't do there's time, no time stamp. Was it supposed to be a reindeer? You want to wear a pair of my size small spandex for Halloween costume. <laughs> <laughs> no, <that's- laughs> so we had, uh, one of the gyms here was having like a Halloween themed deadlift party. And um, we got this bright idea to go as um, like a hunter and a deer, except we decided it'd be a good idea to reverse the role. So where she would be the hunter and I would be the, uh, the cute, sexy deer in quotations. Um, yeah. So she had a pair of brown, like I was trying to find like some onesies where like they wouldn't be, you know, super tight, super revealing, even though still probably going to be pretty tight and pretty revealing. But um, everything we found by the time we thought of it would have taken way too long to get delivered. We couldn't find anything <laughs> in store, anything like that. And she just randomly goes, she's like, well, I got a pair of brown spandex. I'm like, let me see them. She pulls them out. I'm like, oh, those would be perfect. Um, yeah, so then we went to Walmart and bought a brown tank top that matched the color pretty well. Bought a uh, cheap pair of like light up antlers or whatever and put those on. She put a little bit of makeup on the end of my nose to make it look like a reindeer. And yeah, I think everybody saw a little bit more of me than they anticipated seeing mm-hmm. or that they want to see. So yep. <laughs> with that flash costume, yeah, oh, there was a, yeah, they, they could see the veins. They said, actually, my one friend said, I can see your religions, but I figured that was too controversial for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no poop uh, jokes this week. No, no poop um, stories. Yeah, that was a, that was a, that's sad. Nobody, no one, no one, the last like three, 
six six out of the last ten episodes, like under embarrassing stories uh, from our research, like there was a shit story, and like having to, someone have to re- reiterate their funny poop story. It's uh, it's been it's been kind of a running bit. I think we've all I, I have enjoyed. Maybe that's been people haven't, but I sure as hell have. I mean, I do have one. I do have one that's uh, not. I don't know how funny it is, but I mean, it was pretty. It was. <laughs> It's got to be funnier than your. It was it was very last second situation. Uh, Paul Floss. Uh, well, I mean, I lost a good T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, uh, yeah, go. You got to go now. <laughs> this is my freshman year of high school, so we're doing conditioning oh, wow. for football. So this is yeah, so that, yeah, long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're doing conditioning. Um, so our so our practice field, we didn't practice on our game fields. So like you know how most high schools like they're like their game field is where usually where they practice as well. And it's always attached right to the school mm-hmm. Well, our game field is about a half mile away on the other side of town. And our practice field was about two blocks away from the school. And it's kind of down, like it's down like by the Creek. So it's in a floodplain. So we can't like, you can't play there. So we had a track field there. We had a football field there. So that's where we always had track practice and football practice. So we're down there for morning conditioning. And um, I don't know what happened, but um Long story short, I had the BGs, and when it made its presence known, it was time. Like it was time. There was there there was no sitting and waiting for that. So immediately, I told the guy, "Like brother, I got a shit bad." So I run down off the field, and I, <laughs> I have to climb down a hill to go to, or like climb down this little hill to go to the creek. And yeah, and <laughs> I won't get into detail or anything like that, but it creek. wasn't pretty. No, pretty goddamn close. That creek is pure fish shit anyway, so I'm not yeah. worried about them. Um, yeah, so um, I didn't have anything, you know, to properly cleanse with. So, and I was not about to use any of the vegetation there because I have a cousin that wiped his ass with poison sumac once, and that turned out really bad for him. So I did yep. not want to risk that opportunity. So, um, yeah, so I had... I think I was wearing a t-shirt and I was wearing a cutoff and undershirt at the same time, which was a terrible idea, but it ended up working out because I just used my undershirt for it. And yeah, at least cleaned up what I could. And then the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the compression shorts I had along with that, those got thrown away that day. <laughs> those didn't make it a little skid marky. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. I, I, no. Well, I'm surprised. Yeah, it was not that, a fun uh, time. You weren't you, so. Was that when you were so so embarrassed? You know that you had to just get away from the football team for a little bit, and you got into drumming. Oh no, no, no! It takes a lot for me to get embarrassed. Um, I grew up with three brothers. I've been embarrassed by a handful of things. I've been made fun of my entire life. So at this point, um, if I'm not getting made fun of about something, I don't think anybody loves me. Yeah, uh, but it I, I did like in the research uh, drumming did come up. Were you actually in the school band, or was it just like were you like in like a like like a did you drum for a hobby or? What, what uh, I so I like I did percussion and band in uh, junior high and high school. Um, so I've always I think I got my drum set when I was when I was it was Christmas my freshman year of high school. So that's when I got my first. That's when I got my drum set. Um, the drum set itself is still the original one, but some of the, a bunch of the hardware has been replaced, symbols updated, all that fun stuff. Because apparently I'm a muscle dummy and I hit things really hard. <laughs> so. Um, 
So I've done that as I've done that kind of just as a hobby, just kind of off end, just whenever because my drums has been at my parents' house because I've never had a place to put it. Mm-hmm. So I've always I've lived in an apartment for so long. So then um, I moved in with Alex back in November. So then finally, right around Christmas, I'm like, shit, I'm just gonna bring them up here. Like we can put them in this room over here. Nice. So they're here now. So that's nice. So I still haven't played them a bunch, but it's something I do want to try and practice more. You know, get a little bit better at. But I've never been in like in a I've never been in a band or anything like that aside from high school band and a lot of fun stuff, but it'd be something I wouldn't mind doing, but I think that's on the back burner to being a pro wrestler at the time. (laughs) Well, it it sounds like you at least get enough out of it. Like, you know, mentally to still have held held onto them for 20 years, 18 years, and then to actually bring them into your new place. So, you know, absolutely definitely, definitely worth keeping. It sounds like, so that's, it's good to have a, it's good to have a fallback hobby when, uh, you know, when, 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 when chiropractic doesn't work out, you know, you can always, uh, <laughs> how, to, how to make money off percussion, right? Yeah, no shit. And that, and, uh, yeah, and other times, you know, one of the same reasons that we go to the, or that a handful of us go to the gym a lot of the time too, is to be able to vent out frustration, whether we're actually training for something or not. It's a great way to vent out frustration, be able to get a lot of activity. Like when we had a snow day here a couple of weeks ago, we all got snowed in. So it was one of those, uh, that, you know, took a handful of time, went down there, jammed out a little bit, and then came back up and started drinking some more beers. Because that's the only thing you could do during a snow day in the Midwest. Love it. So I need a video clip of you doing uh, the intro to uh, Roland. Just, um, just screaming, John Otto, take him to the Matthews Bridge. Do, 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 do. Like, I want, I want to see that. That song is actually my generation, and um, I actually oh, did that thank you. on my Instagram. I actually did that on my Instagram story a couple weeks ago too. Really? Did I miss that? That is so funny. You might have missed that because, uh, like, you remember seeing that is my ch- generation. Yeah. Do uh, you remember seeing the meme right around Christmas about the little drummer boy? Like, somebody goes and tells the little drummer boy, "It's like, oh yeah, yeah I guess, uh, like, I guess uh, some guy named Jesus was just born," and then it pans over to little drummer boy. Except it's John Otto <laughs> playing that intro <laughs> music video. <laughs> Now we've talked about it before. Uh, we know what the Matthews Bridge is, right? I know, but I it's uh, escaped my head at the moment. Uh, so the Matthews Bridge is from when the Dave Matthews Band dumped their sewage over the side of a bridge onto a boat Ugh. of tourists. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> so when he says "take him to the Matthews Bridge," he's saying, "Hey, John Otto, shit on him." Oh man! Some shit on him. If if Dave Matthews did did that to me, he'd have to go find a grave digger. That no, he just paid a lot of people a lot of money. It was a joke because that was one of his songs when he did his his solo stuff. You know Dave Matthews' music? Uh, I listened to that (laughs) one specific song a lot back when I was a stoner. (laughs) Oh my god! I'm remembering the music video now. What have you done to me? (laughs) Great, great, Oh my god! you are right. I, have, I haven't heard that song. No, that's. I, I thought you were going <laughs> to pick that up, but no, I, I haven't heard that. I haven't listened to that song in 25 years. No, you uh, just unlocked a memory I didn't want to unlock. <laughs> <laughs> that's great when that happens. Makes you feel really good. <laughs> well, it's almost like when you're uh, laying in bed, it's like, hey, remember that time in third grade you did this embarrassing thing? It's like, yeah, nope, it, I didn't you, want to remember it either. <laughs> you wake up at two in the morning and you're like, wow, that guy must still hate me from high school. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's get into some crew questions. Yeah. It, is, yeah, it has been I, an hour and a half. We should yeah, keep this under three. As many as I could. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If so we're getting the crew questions. I may, may want to get warmed up a little bit. <laughs> you know, I come prepared. Yeah. 
God, I regret everything. I regret <laughs> scheduling myself to open tomorrow. I regret not having Fireball. That's all right. We'll make up for it in July. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. All right. All right. All right. Um, I think we already covered one of those. Probably, yeah. Okay. Mm, this is going to be a good one. Oh, yeah. FMK. We know what those mean? Fuck, Mary kill. Hybrid, Huck Finn, or Massonomics? Ah, you're killing me on this one. Yeah, I knew that one would be hard. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta think about this one. Uh, you have your druthers. Do I have my druthers on this one? Well, I mean, you do have to make a decision. You can't ride the line. This is true. This is true. It's so hard because those three companies are very, very, very pivotal to my, I don't want to say my career, but uh, my uh, current powerlifting stint that's been lasting six years now. Six, seven years. So I'm, I'm assuming you have one of your, your coach works for hybrid then I'm guessing, or is it okay? Uh, he did. Uh, that, he was, did. The, that was uh, the one I didn't see the connection to, so. Yeah, or well, he did, and I, um, I'm actually still a moderator for Hybrids Programming. Um, okay. So back, or yeah, I started doing that back in 20, uh, 2018, 2019, I think it was somewhere around the time. Um, just uh, helping out as a moderator for some of the programming, so because um, they have a bunch of different moderators that help out with that. Um, so I've been doing that for a handful of time. That, and I still use Hybrids Nutrition Coaching too. Andy gotcha. has been. Andy has been an absolute saint for dealing with my drunk ass. So that's always, that's always <laughs> nice. Um, God, fuck. This one's hard. Sounds like this is hard. Kill, you might have to kill massonomics. I don't know. That's, that's <laughs> but the problem is if I kill massonomics and I don't get any, then I lose half of my shirts. <laughs> this, uh, this was a good one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was from. I'm not sure there's when I copy and pasted everything because uh, it's so I, I like did, you know, I would screenshot it and then try to copy and paste like everyone's it at the same looks time. like it might be from Jen. Some, sometimes sometimes I put the the user above it. Sometimes I put the user below it. So it's yeah, like, oh, but the, the previous know. three are Jen. So I'm going to say this uh, one might probably. be Jen. <laughs> of course you would. Um, when it comes to marrying up. Uh, yeah, marry Karen, don't you? <laughs> lady she's done a lot of good things for me yeah she handed me fireball the moment i walked into mass or the moment i walked into the arnold that was the first time i'd actually met her in person too <laughs> she you know what i was there and she was great to me like that was really fun oh yeah never met me in my life and i think me and me her and huck were i was keeping my some of my beer in their cooler at some point like yeah yeah that, they, they you know awesome. you knew they were you knew they were you knew they were packing they had a bunch of mine in there yeah, I'm sure some of mine got divvied out, but it is what it is. That happens to the it to the point that at the Livtard Levisi, I had to bring a case to Jonathan, and I, was <laughs> like, and I was like, because I'd never been to the Arnold, I didn't know I could just bring beer, and I was like, dude, I drank so much of your beer. Here's a case of twenty four fucking Miller's. <laughs> it's like funny. I drank all of your beer. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, because I know. Because I know. Uh, Tom and John and those guys they were drinking a bunch of Miller. I was drinking a bunch of Bush, and I think it was just everybody kind of dithying in whatever they could. We bought so much fucking Fireball that weekend too, and all of it was gone. Like I, like I have a bad habit. Like if I buy a bucket of Fireball, I'll divvy a bunch of them out. So like I'll buy a fire, I'll buy a bucket on a Friday, and by Sunday it's gone. I'm like, fuck, what happened to it? <laughs> but 
But then I start remembering like a handful of times, like I'll give you one, like if I buy a bucket, like I'll have, like whenever I have one, like I'll have one, Alex has one. There may be one or two, maybe three other people that will divvy them out too. So when you start divvying those out, those go away pretty quickly. Uh, 20 in a bucket, but we're on this FMK. No right line. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, trying to divert it here. Um, God, if I'm going to have to do it as it stands right now, it's going to be, I hate to say it too. I hate to say it. It's probably going to be Mary Massonomics because they really are the ones that seem to be the one, the, you know, the partiers, but more settled down. Fuck, it's probably going to have to be HFB. Kill is probably going to have to be hybrid. I'm sorry we had to do that to you, bud. You put me in a, you put me in a blunder there. No, fucking potentially gin and or yeah look at that it wasn't us. yeah look yeah, at my whoa, hair right it wasn't now, me <laughs> uh speaking of hair we had a we had at least three or four different people in one variation or another ask about uh your hair routine or when you decided to grow out your hair do you want to do like a, a couple minutes about you know your hair in general i guess because it is such a prominent feature of you uh yeah, apparently now it is dude <laughs> little side story until until i go to answer that um so my mm-hmm. sister-in-law she posted a she posted a picture on facebook a couple of, or like a week or so ago and it was from their wedding and look it's my sister-in-law she married my brother so i'm in the wedding like i'm in the pictures there and she looks over and, and like she comments on it and she's like who's the guy to le- or who's the guy to the left of joe joe being my dad and like I commented back on him, like Teeny, I know it's been a while since I've had short hair, but god damn it, you should remember me still. You've known me since I was an infant. <laughs> so apparently she didn't recognize me. Um, so the hair, so over over the course of years in high school, I've had longer hair a couple times. And um it was back in 2019, early 2020. I had hair, I was growing it out a little bit. I grew it out longer on the top, but not on the sides. I got tired of it, it was starting to get annoying. I cut it. And as soon as I cut it, I immediately regretted it. And from that point, I said, fuck this. I'm growing all of it out. I'm going to grow it out as long as I can and just go from there. Like, I'm not like, I don't have any big bald spots. I'm not receding super bad, anything like that. And so I'm just going to take advantage of this as much as I can for as long as I can. So it's just been growing out from there and just did. Just talking about my hair care routine. I wash my hair twice a week. I try to at least use some good brand name products and not just Pantene or anything like that. Um, I get it trimmed up about every every four to six weeks, whether it's actually getting trimmed or just shaping up, you know, the sides and back and whatnot. But yeah, otherwise, you know, try to keep it low maintenance. I don't put a bunch of stuff in it. At this point, if I go gray, I feel like I they get if I go gray, I feel like I have you know enough of you know natural highlights that if I go gray, I can't dye it because I'll just take away the rest of those natural highlights. I'll just have to be, you know highlighted with a little bit of wisdom as some people say <laughs> so i try to keep it simple you know keep it brushed every now and then i've got a couple of nice little hair cap things the silk caps to wear to bed mostly because she has a blue healer and her hair is everywhere and if i don't wear it if i don't wear something over my head at night i'll brush my hair in the morning and i'll brush out a bunch of short white dog hairs so it's really a fun time <laughs> Actually, I went and got a beard trim today after last week's episode of Is This Can Bigger Than Joey's Beard? <laughs> I remember um, that, was, uh, that was amusing. But yeah, God, I'm getting so many white hairs. The Santa Claus in there. Yeah. Um, and say, do you, uh, do you ever brush out any dog hairs out of your beard? No, not on purpose. <laughs> 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 uh, 
I struggle. Right. Like you don't you don't realize when you get it, like when you have a bunch of hair, whether it's on your whether it's on your head or on your body, like how much or like how much like different hairs can get trapped in there and be stuck in there for like if you're not brushing it regularly, yeah, you don't realize it's there because like I'll like put a brush in my hair, like even like I'll look in the mirror sometime, like motherfucker, do I got another gray hair? I'll grab it, no, it doesn't even like pull out. It's just a dog. It's just a white dog. Hair. <laughs> yeah, son of a bitch. That is funny. No, I I brush my beard enough, but and and we don't have pets. Um, the worst thing that happens to me is I eat my mustache a fucking lot. And that's why I get Christine to take it off right above the mouth. Cause I want this part of the mustache. Like I want the curliness to go up to my eyeballs or ears. Like I want that, but this, yeah, you can't, you can't eat a thing. You go to eat a sandwich. It's all beer. It's all mustache and it hurts. Yep. You go to drink from a can and you just, and you hear that. <laughs> and it's just like, Oh, that hurts so much. So, no, that's what filter, brother. What's that? It's called a filter. <laughs> a, a beer filter? Oh yeah, I know the mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The flavor, the, <laughs> the food strainer. My uh, my wife Stephanie is constantly telling me I have like shit in my beard, and I'm like, oh, that's just food. And I'm just like, oh, how long has that been there? Yeah, <sighs> fuck. Gotta brush that. Get... Yeah, I gotta figure out. How Say, to... One one of the other random items in my fanny pack that I make sure to keep is I do have a nice little beard brush, beard know. comb in my fanny pack. I actually have one at every aspect of my home. I have a wooden comb here. I have one in my fanny pack. I have one at work and I have two in the bathroom. <laughs> because Fair enough. I got to say, I got one in the bathroom and I got one in my fanny pack because I, my fanny pack comes with me everywhere. Everybody yep. knows that. So, yep. well, and then I have as a, long as it's there, then I'm good to go. I have a boar hair brush as well. I have one in the bathroom and one in the car and the boar hair. It's just really thick. It's really um, not thick. It's strong, thin hairs, and it just goes through. And that is honestly how you're going to soften, but get rid of everything: dandruff, garbage, food, yep. gravy. I get a lot of <laughs> a lot of gravy in my beard. <laughs> gravy, a lot of um, gravy. So, uh, Big Kevin RSG. So Kevin Rayhill wants to know how did you originally hook up with the Huckfin and the gang? Like, how did that? How did you go from? Lou Nutter to strolling through the lamplighter. <laughs> so, um, ironically enough, so back in my earlier lifting career days, I was just a recreational training, like a wannabe bodybuilder doing my own kind of things, just or like doing kind of my own programming, maybe finding different programs here and there, trying to get bigger, trying to get more lean. And it never worked. I was still just fat, mildly strong and you know, not as, yeah, not very aesthetic. And then um, I saw a video of Tom Finn incline pressing 315 for reps while doing a double beer bong. I saw that and said, I want to do that. <laughs> I want to be like that. And then, so I looked, like, I looked, I'm like, all right, who the fuck is this asshole? So I started looking at him. He said he was a power lifter. I'm like, what? I'm like, wait a minute. Like, you can be strong, pretty lean, and still be an alcoholic. I'm like, fuck, sign me up. I'm like, I want to be like this guy. I'm like, I'm going to do powerlifting now. And then, yeah, that was kind of along the, along the lines when I decided I just wanted to train more. Like I'd just much rather be strong, but like, regardless if I was, you know, thicker, lean, whichever, I'd much rather be strong than just lean or at 170 pounds or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, so Tom, like I'll, I'll, I'll credit Tom Finn for essentially getting me into strictly powerlifting. And then, um, yeah, after that, just followed him for a long time. I'd shoot him questions on Instagram about, you know, just random things. 
And then just over time, when he started selling apparel, like I was fun, like eventually I'd start buying stuff there. Um, and obviously seeing where they like where they've come over the past five years, like just still going and supporting them. Like, like it's hard not to support them because again, like I said, the whole the affinity for the Midwest stuff and the keys, like it, like big family man, like still has, like still has his job, still does powerlifting, all that other stuff, especially for him coming overcoming the injuries that he's had, having to reattach back tendons. That's not an easy thing to come to try and get past, let alone have him do it and still bench him what he is now may not be 500 and comp on to reattach tendon to reattach pec tendons yet, but Lord be willing, he'll be getting there. Um, but yeah, so I started following him probably back in like 2018 because I was still living in Kansas City at the time. And just, you know, small bits, continuous, you know, message on Instagram, whatnot. Met him at uh, the hybrid meet back in 2020, I think it's the first time I met him. It's the one where uh, uh, I think he was he was kind of hurt. Or the, he basically just, uh, he literally one-handed 135, right? And basically bought yeah. the meet. Yep, because oh, he, I think he was doing it just to do bench only, and he yeah, did the yeah. one handed one thirty five. Um, and yeah, because that was a first, yeah, because that was in twenty twenty because he re, or because he uh, blew out his second peck shortly after that. Okay, um, yeah, he was already hurt, and he was trying to do something toward again. Um, yeah, or well, not toward again, but toward the next one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's yeah. Then just slowly, just you know, meeting him having beers with them, whatever I saw them, all that other fun stuff. And yeah, next thing you know, I end up uh, like just messaged him with like a follow, like followed his podcast for a while. Uh, the old let's get stupid podcast. Oh yeah. Big fan. A lot of reposting, a lot of sharing, all that other fun stuff, buying stuff from him. And then, yeah. Then when he made a message about uh, when he put up the post about having the 200th episode of the lamplighter, um, like I just kept thinking in the back of my head, I'm like, shit, that'd be fucking sweet to go to. <laughs> and like I thought, like kept thinking about going, kept thinking about going. I was like, fuck, I can make the drive out there. Like, just get a hotel. Like it's middle of Illinois. Like you could like it's not in Chicago, it's outside of Chicago. Probably could find a cheap motel there. And then he messaged me and that like asked me if it, like asked me if I was coming. I'm like, fuck, well now I feel like I really got to. Yeah. Thankfully, I was able to take the day off of work because I didn't have much on my schedule anyways. You know, I had nothing on my schedule that day. So, yeah, made the, uh, I think it was a six-hour drive. Made the six-hour drive out to Ottawa IL. Oh, yeah. Went and hung out at the Huck Finn Barbell Compound. And, uh, yeah, went to the Lamplighter and saw all that has to offer. Yeah, that was such a shit show of an uh, episode, like, listening to that and... uh I'm trying to think if they had it on, if it was on a YouTube live or not, but I remember watching. I can't remember if it was on YouTube, but I remember yeah, I kept I just, looking. I remember watching the whole thing. Oh, no, I don't think I ever, but yeah, when I listened to the episode, it was just, uh, it was an experience. And you couldn't hear Jack shit. You couldn't hear anything Tanner, or you could hear Tanner talk clear as day, but Tanner couldn't hear them over the background yeah. noise. So it was just, it was an amusing. Uh, there was, yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot going and then I hope you guys had a DD to get back to the fucking to to Finn's house because you ended up oh, crashing yeah. on the Karen's couch, didn't you? <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, because uh, Bossman was sober that whole night. Didn't okay, Bossman. That whole night. Had a boy. Yeah. That's so Bossman's the one that drove us out there and drove us back. Nice, nice. Uh, I remember meeting Bossman at fucking the Arnold. Um, and then I don't, I don't, I don't remember if I was there when he was just shitty drunk, just passed out in the chair. Not, I can't remember, but I definitely saw pictures of it. And goddamn, that was <laughs> Uh, he was out the uh, one follow-up on the about the lamplighter uh, uh 
uh, one of one of the Davids wanted to know if it was awesome, as uh, as as, as Huck Finn called it, awesome seventy five times on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll, awesome. like, I'll I'll put it this way. I mean, it depends on your definition of awesome. Like, <laughs> did I have an awesome time? Did I have did I have an awesome experience there? Absolutely, absolutely. Like, I had an awesome time there. Ten out of ten would go again as long as I was with the right group of people. Now you're not going to find me there by myself on a Saturday night, by means, but <laughs> just but, belly, you know, belly was, up to perverts row. You and Pappy <laughs> go there together sometime, huh? <laughs> Dude, I thought Pappy about had a goddamn heart attack. Yeah, Dude, he was up there. He was up there. I mean, like, I know you heard on the podcast. Oh, yeah. I went back and re-listened. Like, I remember watching this, and he was just like, he was just sitting there, just stiff as a board. As you know, all that was happening, and um, I went back and listened to the podcast. And as like as we're all talking about it, I'm sitting there remembering all of it in my head, all of that going on, and I'm just like, God damn! Like, how did he not have a heart attack? Like, like, Pappy, you may need to, you may need to replace that flannel now, brother. <laughs> well, that was good. I definitely enjoyed that. Yeah, I think between me and you, I think uh, we're definitely the two most name dropped people on the Let's Get Stupid podcast when they're talking about their fans. I feel I feel like if if it's not my name, it's your name at least once a month. <laughs> I will like I, I'll give I'll give Tommy credit for this too. Um, so uh, you remember the episode after the Arnold where he said I stole his spit vipers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did not steal them as much as I joke about. It, I did steal them. I was wearing them uh, for most of the day that Saturday. Or no, that Sunday. So the day that everybody left, and um, I go to give them back to him, and I'm like, "Hey, like, like, hey, Tommy, figured you'd want these back." He's like, "Nah, fuck, keep them, brother." He's like, I got ten more pairs at home. I'm like, all right, put them back on when I'm on my way. And then he's been motherfucking you the whole time on the podcast ever since. Yeah, that's so funny. Uh, that's a good inside joke. Okay, I like you that. Know, the best was is when I or the best was when I went out or when I went out there to go to the lamplighter. I went out to the I went out to the compound, pulled them out of my fanny packs. Like, hey Tommy, what do you think about these? He's like, those are my fucking glasses, asshole. I'm like, I know you gave them to me. But yeah, that uh, started that started downhill slope because I bought a couple uh, cheap pairs of pit vipers before, mm-hmm. like from Amazon, like the twenty thirty dollar ones. They were shit. They broke after like two weeks or that either that or Bruce chewed them up. So then I find like, it was literally the week after the Arnold. Um, I bought two pairs of pit vipers after that, because when I had his on, I'm like, these are fucking great. Like these fit awesome. Like they're great. Like the, like the clarity is aside from the scuffs on the lenses, which those don't come factory. Those are, you know, those are earned there. <laughs> um, like I bought them and I put them on. I'm like, holy shit. I can feel my macho man persona coming out as we speak. Cause I'm wearing these. And now I have nine pairs of pit vipers. And Jesus. yeah, I, uh... I actually hate sunglasses. So that's the thing about me is I, I never wear them. I never liked them because I'm either going to break them or lose them. So for Christmas, I think either last year or the year before Morgan bought me actual pit vipers and she got me a pit viper flag as well so i've got it i just haven't hung it up yet because i don't have the room right and i tell you they're still here they're still kicking no scratches no nothing i have babied these fucking things because i was like these are comfortable they work they're adjustable i like the little adjustable things so yeah actually shout out to pit viper and um i'm sure they were all 69 dollars because their entire website listed 69 dollars <laughs> 
which is if they're having a sale yeah i so i i have to be picky i have to have polarized sunglasses i'm very picky in that aspect um especially with as much driving as i was used to so i just gotten accustomed to buying polarized sunglasses all the time i always have to buy the double wides of everything because i have a fat head so Mm -hmm. i have to buy double i have to buy the double wides these were actually a gift to these no these ones were actually my birthday present um so Alex got these there got these ones for me for my birthday. She found a cheap pair of them when she was at Lake of the Ozarks. Anybody from the Midwest that know is familiar with Missouri knows that Lake of the Ozarks is a really big party spot, especially in the summer. She was down there this summer for a weekend and um she bought a pair of cheap ones. And like I like I've always loved this design. These are the Miami Knights. If anybody's wanting to buy these ones, I'm sure everybody's gonna be able to see them. Um <laughs> Uh, so yeah, she she bought the cheap pair of them, and then like I told, like I kind of told her a couple times that it's like, oh yeah, it's like I'd like I would love to have those. Like I think those are next on my list. Those are next ones on my list. So she ended up getting them for my birthday. She actually got them at a really cheap price. Um, I think they were like a buy one get one or something like that. And that's how she got both of them. Um, but the the funniest part about that is that she bought them for me like a month early, and. Um, she decided it would be a good idea when she was drunk to tell me what she got me. Hell yeah. She's like, I, like, I, like, I, like, Spoiler. I'm just so excited about it, but I, I want to tell you, no. I know I shouldn't, but I'm going to tell you. Okay. And then she told me and she showed the picture to me. And then an hour later, she's like, I just feel so bad that I told you. I'm like, babe, I forgot the moment you told me. And I, now I remember because you told me again. And then we wake up the next morning. I had completely forgotten again. Wouldn't have remembered one bit. And then as soon as she mentioned something again, she's like, I, I like, I just feel really bad that I told you what I got you for Christmas, like for Christmas and your birthday. I'm like, babe, shut up. Like you, I would have forgotten about this by then. So that's, that's a thing. That's, that's a thing. Uh, I'm with Alex on this one. So when I, I actually can't buy something for somebody too early because I am such a good gift giver that I get so excited to see their reaction to this thing. I know they're going to fucking love that. I always, always have to struggle not to give it to them early or tell them early. So I kind of get that. Like, I, you're going to love this so much. I just want to like hint at it. I just want to like, you know, like a little bit of a hint. <laughs> and cause like, I'm so proud of myself for buying you this amazing gift. So I get, it. I get that. I might've done that too. Well, it's like, yeah, I like I understood it, but it was just like you like you had three opportunities to let me forget and you messed up every <laughs> single one of them. It's like I had completely forgotten about it twice. And then you reminded me just when I just when I was about to forget it again. But no, I like I I love the shit out of them and I ended up buying another two pairs after like back or earlier in January. So yeah, now I'm pretty close to completing the collection of the original double wides. I'm sure I have more in my future. Uh, which one oh, do you yeah. want to do there, Keith? Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to backtrack. I don't, I'm, I'm good with the crew questions. I had one. Uh, someone. I, I don't know. If it's, I, I've already believe this is accurate, but if it is, that's pretty funny. Uh, okay. You were so r- obsessed with wrestling growing up that your first words were Hulk Hogan. Like, is that were your literal first words Hulk Hogan? Or is that just like blowing smoke up my ass? <laughs> that is the rumor to this day. My nice. mom swears by it. My Because my... <laughs> So when I was born, apparently my like my parents were really big into the pay-per-views, would have people come over, all that other fun stuff. Like back in the old days of pay-per-views, like where you had to buy them, like you couldn't just get them on Peacock. Um, and apparently, like they like they swear by it, like it's like 
like I'll put it this way. There's a reason I'm full of shit sometimes because I come by that very naturally. My parents are very good at being, my parents are very good at being very full of shit. And, but like at the same time, like you, like you kind of notice when you see people that are full of shit, when they share the same stories, but different details change. Yeah. Like this is one of those, the details never changed. It's just every time they describe the story, it was always the same. Like they said that when I was a little kid, when the pay-per-views are going on, when Hulk Hogan would come up, I'd go up in front of the TV and just start pulling poses in front of everybody. All of Hulk Hogan's poses just said, <laughs> yep, every single one of them. Yeah. And like, I even remember from my childhood, it was WrestleMania six when ultimate warrior beat Hulk Hogan for the WWF championship. And I remember all the fireworks and the confetti going off and everything. Like I remember being terrified because it was like, it, like to me, it was scary at the time. Like seeing this, like I didn't realize, I didn't realize it then. But you know, this is massive, roided-out dude with tassels and face paint and long hair and all that other stuff, just go up there, just shaking the ropes in the ring, doing all of that because he had just won. And I'm just sitting there. I, I like I remember vaguely just being terrified about it. And I'm, they recorded a bunch of stuff on VHS. It's like we always watch, like I would always go sit and watch the playbacks and whatnot, like go back through and watch it and whatnot, like watch the entire pay per view. So, yeah, the rumor to this day is that my first words were Hell Hogan. So, well, that leads me into to my question. Yeah. So my my crew question. Um, so you're going to hear on the main podcast because this is really funny. You've been out of it for a bit. Uh, they've started asking people their Mount Rushmore's. And that actually comes from our podcast when Andrew Garrison brought it up on our podcast. And then, um, you know, they, they borrowed it. So this one, I've got some finesse to it because of course, me and you are both wrestling fans. I don't know if you've seen my tattoos yet. I have Bray Wyatt tattoos on my hands. Now your Mount Rushmore of wrestling entrances. Entrances. Ooh, so you could do you could do theme. You could do a one-off. Right? Like it was Stone Cold. Oh, I fucking hate balloons. <laughs> <laughs> so uh how did that happen? Like how did I did I was it like a party thing? I don't because I know you could do the heart. I don't know if you guys yeah, have seen the heart yet. That was the and the thumbs up. All right, so like, if you want to do like Stone Cold's entrance, isn't the best ever, but that one at WrestleMania with the shattering glass. So, whatever, I just want to say the four that you would put up on a mountain of the best entrances from wrestling. Yeah, I'm having to go back and remember. I'm, I'm having to dig back in right now because it, it gets hard to remember some of those specific entrances because, like, some of the so. What the glasses came off by. to our listeners. The glasses came off because we're serious. Now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying, like, I'm trying to just sit back and think just like, so there, like there was a handful of period of time where I was completely out of, like out of pro wrestling, like just didn't watch it at all. Um, I think it was probably about like 2002 to 2012, I think. Just so that 10 year span. Actually. Yeah. So me like too. John Cena. Yeah. The, so the entire, like the majority of the John Cena era, like when Randy Orton became big, Batista came big, all the, like all those guys became big. I was completely out of it for that. Um, if we're going to go, like I'll go with one more recent one. Um, I feel like Cody Rhodes's entrance when he first came back to WWE recently, I feel like that had a very, very, very big pop. 
like it was speculated, but it was hard to say if it was. But then as soon as like the music hit, and then as soon as like you saw him come up out of come up onto the stage, I felt like just the reaction of that was just like, holy shit, this is sweet. Um I feel I honestly feel like almost every Hulk Hogan entrance in the you know late 80s, early 90s was always really popular. Just because the sewer, like especially like if you had if you had like a feud with the Iron Cheek, just because it was just it was just everything that was anti-American at the time, and then everything American at the time being Hulk Hogan, as soon as he came in, just like his gestures going to the ring, just sitting there just pointing at everybody just as he's going through. Like that always just had a great reaction to it. Stone Cold, it's hard to rate his because I feel like he always just had some of the best entrances. Like whether it was like he was coming in for a match or there like the WCW WWE, like the WCW WWE brawl, like when it was like them versus each other. Um and then like everybody's battling in the ring and he finally comes in after you see him backstage whooping asses and open up cans of whoop ass for the past 10 minutes back there. And then when he finally came out to the ring, just the pop that everybody heard from that. And ah, I don't know there, like there's a handful, like if you're talking about just entrances in general and combining that with like single entrances, well, that's hard. One. It's up to you. That's the druthers. I know. Like, so does edge have the greatest entrance ever? No, Edge returning at the so. Royal Rumble when nobody saw him coming back, and he that was cried. A, that was a good one. Oh, the nope. crowd. I got number one. I got number one. Up. All right, Hardy Boys returning yep. for that yep. tag team match in WrestleMania. I was there. I was. I wasn't yeah. there. I was watching it. And my wife likes to joke that like every time we watch a Royal Rumble, she's got her little bingo card. He's going to yell, no way. He's going to stand up and scream. at the th- And that was one of the ones where I stood That's up and yelled, funny. no way, no way. Because it, like, it was so funny because they like, like credit to new day. They fucking sold that so hard because like, mm-hmm. this is like, Oh, but who could the next tag team be? And they all start walking up as like, as if it's going to be them and everybody, like you could just tell everybody's just like, no, are you fucking serious? They're inserting themselves into it. And then you hear that music pop off and it's just like, Oh, yeah, like everybody's childhood just being relived right there. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Similar story uh, about the God. I can't remember the time I stopped watching. I can't remember the time I stopped watching. And then I didn't start again until the Bray Wyatt and John Cena feud. That because was, I, that was a good fucking feud. I had kept hearing, dude, you're good. You, you should start watching again. You would like Bray Wyatt. And I was like, no, man, I don't have the time. I don't have the energy. I don't care. <laughs> and then I joined in right about their right about their cage match where the kids came out and saying he's got the whole world in his hands and scared John Cena. And then I was like, I'm fucking in. Who is this guy? <laughs> yeah, Bray Wyatt brought me back. And I mentioned it last week when we talked about my tattoos that like I watched wrestling religiously every week for Bray Wyatt. I went to live shows, went to SmackDowns, went to everything for him because I wanted to see what was next. Yeah. Then they fired him and I didn't watch a single episode until, and there was nothing that told me like my spidey sense was like, Vince is gone. Triple H is in charge. He's hiring new people. I'm going to start watching again. And they started doing, let's, let's see how this goes. Yeah. They started doing the white rabbit, right? 
We're at mm-hmm. live events, not even at televised events, and at televised events only during commercial breaks. White Rabbit by Jefferson Airplane would keep playing, and then it would just say "Follow the Rabbit" on the screen. And I was like, "That's him. He's coming back for sure." And then he died, and I haven't watched a single episode since. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was yeah. When I saw that, because like shit, Bray Wyatt's like he's blur, like he's. Not even a year older than me, I think, and having had, or having that happen, especially with the history that he had going 30, on. 36 or 37, he died. Yeah. No, they, I think it was 36. But yeah, that was, I felt it that day. I felt it that day. I mean, I, shit, I felt it when the Ultimate Warrior died, even even knowing his history. But like, it's one of those, like, whether you're talking about Hulk Hogan, whether you're talking about Ultimate Warrior, whether you're talking about other wrestlers that have had, you know, like very popular wrestlers that have had significant health issues, drug related issues, anything like that. Like, even like it doesn't, it almost doesn't matter at that time. Cause like, I, like I know a lot of people have said, Hulk Hogan had this thing that happened with him, but when it comes down to it, there is no denying the fact that he, the, there is no denying the effect that he had on professional wrestling for the time that he was popular because he's mm-hmm. one of those names that put them above where they are. Does that mean he's relevant now? No, but like, there's no, like when you're talking about the history of professional wrestling, there are names that you cannot deny. Yeah. And like, if you're talking about recently in the last, the last 30 years, you can't deny Hulk Hogan, you can't deny Ric Flair, you can't deny Stone Cold Steve Austin, you can't deny The Rock, you can't deny Macho Man, The Undertaker, shit, even Kane. Kane, who was supposed to be a one-off character yeah. for one food and ended up being a staple character for God, however long. One of my favorites. You used to have nightmares about the guy. Because oh, I loved him so much, and uh, they played, like for the for the time that it was in, they played that off so well. Because like just especially watching him when he comes into Hell in the Cell and just rips that door off the hinge, just like you just get that perfect vision of like this dude's a fucking monster. Yeah, and Good he was Lord. a big dude. Actually, one of the entrances I would put on there is uh, Paul Heyman coming run into the ring saying, "Help me, help me, he's after me," and everybody in the ring is like, "Dude, what are you talking about?" And then the fire hit. And Kane came right out so perfectly timed. I would put that up on my Mount Rushmore. Um, but yeah, the you know the Bray Wyatt did not have. We didn't know he had those health things. He left for an undisclosed physical reason, and then they were just like, "By the way, he died yesterday." Yeah, right. And that was they- it, it's it's because wrestling is. I read an essay on it. I've read a couple essays on wrestling because I read essays sometimes. There's the one that is the about semiotics. And then there's another one that was, I think it was titled why I cried when the undertaker retired. And the undertaker has been wrestling. The only person wrestling longer than the undertaker actively is Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the undertaker was there when I was born. Yeah, <laughs> like his yeah, debut crazy that Randy Orton's the second longest one and I never watched Randy Orton and he's already so Randy Orton Randy Orton has actually been wrestling I think for 35 years he started yeah. when he was 19 he's now some 44 or something like that he's been wow. actively wrestling for 44 years or for 35 years the Undertaker was not that long but the Undertaker was with us like there's no there's no sports there's no television show there's no movie that you every week tuned in and watched a person grow evolve have storylines and retire 
except wrestling. So, you know, if people want to ask, why do I have a Bray Wyatt tattoo? That right there, man. That right there. That that, that dude brought me back to the sport I love, kept me there, right? And then just died suddenly. Yeah. That means something to people like us. Well, like like I was watching, like I remember watching the pay-per-view when Owen Hart died too. Mm -hmm. I came home from the movies. I came came home from the movies and tuned into that one. Yeah, we were, we were watching that pay-per-view. We used to go to one of my brother's buddies, one of my oldest brother's, or my oldest brother's buddies places and watch that. And um, yeah, we, like we remember like we were watching the pay-per-view and all of a sudden like we're watching the pay-per-view and like, that, like that's a lot. Like, like that, I think that's the thing that a lot of people don't appreciate about wrestling nowadays is that the majority of those, like your big name shows, like those are live. Those are happening right now. So it's not like you have an opportunity to be like, ah, cut. No, we got to redo that. No, like those are happening. Like as it is, it's just like, like the, it's just like any other sporting event. Like that's live happening right now. And then when you see the camera, that's just panning off into the crowd and you can just hear the somber voices of the announcers as they're just trying to do everything to distract everybody, including themselves. It's just, yeah. One of those, yeah, one of those kind of sombering moments there, and we're gonna have to change the subject, otherwise, uh, yeah, <laughs> these are gonna these are gonna turn into sad beers here real quick. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, you know what? Like I said, you, you haven't listened to a few, a lot of these. I do this to you to to this podcast every once in a while. I bring in these like heavy thoughts that fucking people call me out for. Um. All right, yeah. So we got the wrestling stuff out of the way, and I feel like we could go on a lot more, a lot more. There ain't enough time in the day to be able to do that. Yeah. And and honestly, that's what Discord has been waiting for, is to hear us go off about wrestling. People are like, fuck, he's going to be so mad and annoyed right now. That he's I'm, not even- <laughs> I'm chilling. We're going to, as long as I'm in bed by midnight, I'm happy. Oh, I'm fucking exhausted already. But I think, uh, yeah, if wrestling's good, I'm trying to give anything. Uh, I mean, there's some other stuff in there, but I think we're good to move into unpaid and underrated, unless there's anything else you really wanted to hit on. Anything jumping out at you that was... Gonna be a quick hitter. I think everything, everything, anything else no. is just gonna be. It's either gonna be a long answer or like. <laughs> no, I have more you know. wrestling questions and more drumming yeah. questions. So big, <laughs> big, big Lou, we have this. We have this game. Uh, you might not be familiar with it. We created it, an original game all to ourselves. You know, no one else has ever done anything similar to this. Go. It is called unpaid or underrated. So you have your druthers. You know, we're gonna we're gonna mention some Lou specific topics, and you go ahead and give Ooh. us your uh, unpaid or underrated. Uh, just for uh, clarity, unpaid is equivalent to, uh, you know, a poor man's overrated. So. Uh, under underrated is good. Unpaid is bad. So I'm going to go with number one here for you. Big blue, the movie drumline. Oh. You said unpaid is a good thing. Is is the same thing as overrated. I'm going to go with overrated. I will say though, that I have had fun reciting certain things from that. <laughs> my brother, my, my, my little brother, Jake, uh, I'm not sure which one of you ended up messaging him. Uh, yeah, he, he uh, Go, we go back we go back and forth like we'll like we'll be talking about something like a, like just one of us like doing something that we normally do one of the quotes that we always recite from it is like i'm here to do me dr lee <laughs> yeah. it's a terrible movie it's a terrible movie. like i like i appreciate nick cannon and everything he does and all of his you know 
27 or 17 children, however many he has. But <laughs> God, that movie, that movie was what, not what, a good one. That movie was not a good kids. one. It was so popular too. Though. At least like, I don't know. I like, have no idea it, why. It came out when I was like a junior in high school, maybe something like that. So like it was, you know, but I don't know, like all my, like, I don't know. It was a very popular movie. I didn't, I didn't get it. I thought it was very unpaid personally as well. All right. Very much. All right. So number two here, I'm going to hit you with, Ooh, let's go with uh, pickles. Pickles. <laughs> unpaid. Definitely. <laughs> uh, I am not a fan of pickles. Unless they're deep However, fried. <laughs> <laughs> I was so, getting there. However, sorry, sorry, I, the there I am putting my foot in mouth. So we're talking about pickles themselves by themselves. I will not put them on my sandwiches. I will not put them on burgers, anything. I despise pickles by themselves. You deep fry a pickle. I will eat the shit out of that thing. And um, anything dill pickle flavor. I enjoy. I love the flavor. I love the dill flavor. I love dill pickle flavor. Thanks. Pickles by themselves. It's a very big texture issue. Mm. not my thing mouth mouth is that a is that similar to mouthfeel it is mouthfeels yep I, it was a joke <laughs> we, had, uh, we have a that, what, did you coin that i think or was that is it i can't remember the word mouth sorry oh i brought it up in one of the earlier podcasts yeah and i just i, I just hated the word mouthfeel yeah somebody said the word to me once and i was just like i fucking hate that and then it turns <laughs> out as you read like food blogs and stuff like that that's a real thing oh people do use what that. texter mouthfeel mouthfeel yeah, mouth that, that no, that's it sounds. It's an awful word. Dare I say? Dare I say? Primitive, perverse. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah mouthfeel. I don't feel is very. I don't like. I don't feel is very descriptive enough. I think I feel like there's a very very blunt term. There's a very lazy term. Yeah, yeah. I did. I know. I didn't like it. It just sounded ugh. I think I look at that oh, the, thank you. the same way people like when they hear moist and they get weirded out. <laughs> I think mouthfeel is get, my version of moist. I don't get I don't get weirded out about moist. I just like the only thing that the only thing that bothers me about the word moist is the is the way people say it sometimes. And that's only typically only when they're intentionally trying to say it in a very <laughs> real way. Yeah. So that feels very moist. Yeah. <laughs> does it bug you? Does it bug you when I do this? Yeah, the buggy when I say moist. Fuck off, nerd. Yeah, the way you both just said it in the last couple of seconds. Oh my god, that's <laughs> ruining, ruining a adequate word. Oh, you guys suck. All right, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna close out my third because I, I do three, and then Joey will do three. So my last one here, um, I got this uh, from a little Facebook picture inspiration from you. Oh Jesus, bleach blonde hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had to go back pretty far, but I saw some. Uh, yeah, some I, I know some some you young high, high school big Lou. Because uh, I was going to go frosted tips, but then I was like, no, no, the, the frosted tips is what was left after going completely Eminem. So definitely unpaid. Definitely unpaid. <laughs> um, so the reason that I had the pure blonde hair is because I, my senior year of high school, I buzzed my head. The majority of people on our team buzz their heads for uh, football, yep. you know, camaraderie and all that fun stuff. And then, so I just kept letting it grow out. And then I made it to state wrestling my senior year again. And everybody that made it to state wrestling dyed their hair blonde. The problem is, is the majority of people after they dyed their hair, they all cut it off. My dumbass did not. I kept growing it out. I'm like, no, I'm keeping this forever. <laughs> it was not a good look. In retrospect, it was not a good look. 
Good stuff. I'll be uh, I'll be sure to dig some of those up and throw them on Instagram for you just to oh, dr- draw, out, draw out the embarrassment just because it's why not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I All guess right. it's my turn. Yes, sir. All right. So unpaid or underrated Taco Bell. Ah, underrated. Hell yeah. You it's one of those. Yeah, it's one of those where. <clears throat> Taco Bell is one of those beautiful things. Like you know what you're getting when you go there. The year when you go there, you're on a mission. You're there to get either your quesadilla, your crunchwrap, your breakfast crunchwrap, anything like that. I will say Taco Bell's breakfast crunchwraps are one of the best breakfast items ever. If you have not gotten a breakfast crunchwrap from Taco Bell, I recommend you do whenever you get your diet break, cheat meal, whatever the kids want to call it these days, or you just don't care what you eat and want to have a nice fast food breakfast on a Sunday. Get the breakfast country out. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. I I, I like going for the Doritos Tacos Locos. So like See. if if it's like lunchtime and we're out shopping and I need to eat because usually like the time of day, my body will tell me you need to fucking eat right now. <laughs> I will pull into Taco Bell and I will get those and I will just scarf two of them. Scarf. Do you guys say scarf down? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You guys have said we another. That, but, we, but, but we don't say decal. You guys have said another thing about uh, what? What the fuck is decal? It's it's decal, but when you like pronounce things properly. Oh (laughs) god! No, it's decal. It is not decal. In America, it is decal. We are in Canada and the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Take a drink, Lou. That's great. (laughs) No, there was another one you guys used to say. Steve said it when he was on his waffle iron. He said it crush, not no, not crush. There's another smash. word for just eating smash. No, you guys had this smash. other word for just eating a ton of stuff. And I'd never heard it in my life. Hmm. But all right, I guess so. Uh next one, uh unpaid or underrated, Netflix. <sighs> you know, my my tides may be turning on there because uh, I originally I was gonna say unpaid because all the uh all the good shows that I used to watch on Netflix, they all got taken off of Netflix. But now, since uh, Raw decides it wants to go on to Netflix, I may have to change my tide there. I'm going to... Yeah. yeah. That's not riding the line. That's just trying to use my druthers there. So, depending on... like, My problem is, is that... Um, not to sound like a super hardcore training bro or anything like that, but Mondays are a squat and bench day. I take forever squatting. Squatting just takes the most energy out of me takes me a little bit to recover from. So my Monday nights, you can ask Alex. She loves it when I stay at the gym until 830. Um, <laughs> yeah, so by, by the time I get home on Monday nights, most of the time, um, I'm catching maybe the last 30 minutes of Raw. So we'll we'll see at this point, unless my training schedule changes at some point. Otherwise, I'm probably just going to still be watching reruns. So for at this point, we're still going to say unpaid. So for those of you that don't know, uh, the WWE has signed a contract with Netflix and they will be airing raw. And from what I understand, reruns and possibly pay-per-views that you might be able to stream those as well. Now, I don't know how a live stream from Netflix works. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to be pre-filming thing, it or not. Yeah, that's a brand new. That's why I was very confused. I was like, I don't understand how that's going to work. I, I, I don't either. Live- 
Are, um, they getting the, are, they, are they getting the full back catalog too, or is that still up in the air? Because like WWE, like so before the WWE network, away. yeah. Here's a here's a fun little history lesson. Before the WWE network, everything was on Netflix. All of the documentaries, all of the none like not the old episodes and stuff like that, but like documentaries, movies, everything was on Netflix. Gotcha. And then when they opened the network, they withdrew it from all private entities and took it on themselves. So I don't know what they're going to do here, but uh, that's now everything's on now everything's on Peacock now, right? Yeah. WWE, WWE Network is part of Peacock right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, because they so, they don't want to do the network themselves. They sourced yeah. it out to Peacock. But up here in Canada, we still have the network. We don't have Peacock, so I get everything through there. Mm-hmm. So that'll Fair be enough. fun to figure out. That's a that's a 2025 issue, I think, for us. Yeah, but indeed it will. All right, last but not least, the one for all the marbles, unpaid or underrated, the Iowa Hawkeyes. <laughs> <laughs> best fit is Fuck the Hawkeyes. <laughs> Fuck the Hawkeyes. Nice. It, so I never originally had a problem with the Iowa Hawkeyes. I will say that because I like I, I have a handful of people like. Uh, you guys remember Big Red? Yep. Uh, dead left out of the strength co booth. Yep. So he like he lives out in eastern Iowa. He's a big Hawkeyes fan. I've given him shit a handful of times too. Like, granted, they beat us most years, but they also don't have any national championships either. Uh, I know the common response is go quit living in the past. Well, at least we have one, so deal with that. Um uh I did not hate the Iowa Hawkeyes until my brother and I lived in Council Bluffs for a year and a half. And when you have a fan base that is more focused on hating Nebraska than you do, than they do rooting for Iowa (laughs) kind of sets a little bit of a bitter taste in my mouth. So when I have fans that are focused more on trying to shit talk me about how bad Nebraska is, instead of focusing on your own team, it's like, are you guys really that good then? This more revolving around college football. Uh, Other sports I could most, for the most part could give two shits less. Um, I know they have a really good wrestling, but I'm not as worried about that. Um, but as far as like their football program, like they've had a couple, they've had a couple years where they've had decent teams, but they just always seems like that. They just always seem like that team where they're always going to be decent. They're never going to be good. Mm. They may get a couple upsets at the beginning of the year. They're rare. Like if they get a conference championship, it's going to be at a rare opportunity just because they like it just happened to be like that or happened to be a shitty year or something like that. Otherwise they're never going to get that. Cause I remember the year that they talked about, I think it was 2009. The Iowa Hawkeyes football team were supposedly so good. They were going to win the conference championship and to have a great bowl opportunity. And they absolutely got their shit kicked in by Ohio state, which I hate Ohio state too, but that made me happy because I hate Iowa more than I hate Ohio state. So yeah, that about sums up my feelings on that. <laughs> nice. I think we have a handful of uh, Iowa Hawkeyes. Is uh, was it Jen and uh, Ryan are both in Iowa, right? Oh, I've, I've, I've voiced my opinions to them. <laughs> so I guess you're going unpaid on that one. Yeah. Oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely unpaid on that. Mm-hmm. All right. But it was uh, frustrating. It was frustrating because like we've had a handful of um, like Iowa had a tight end that was really good. I think he came out of Bellevue, Nebraska, which is um. Like Bellevue, Nebraska is actually the city that I live in right now. It's uh, basically Omaha, but south of the county line in a certain area, like out from a certain area of Omaha, but it's all basically part of the Omaha metro. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a kid from Bellevue that was really good. Never got recruited by Nebraska. 
like never had any opportunity to go play for Nebraska. And he ended up going to Iowa instead and ended up kicking the shit out of Nebraska playing <laughs> for Iowa. So it's just one of those, it's like, how the fuck are we not trying to recruit this kid when like, he's obviously a stud, like going and playing and pro right now. Um, yeah. So it was frustrating, but uh, I mean, our program has had its ups and downs for the past handful of years. Uh, a lot of years, I'll, but I'll, I'll, do, I'll do a little bonus question for you. Uh, best was uh, best Nebraska football of all best Nebraska football player of all time and favorite Nebraska football player of all time or your era, you know, however you want to take it. Uh, the one I remember the most vividly is the 97 season. Cause I know that's when we won the national championship. Cause I think that's the same year. Yeah, it was the same year that because uh, I remember watching the game against Missouri. Uh, Scott Frost was a quarterback, and he made a pass, and somebody tipped it up, and Matt Davidson ended up coming and catching it for a touchdown to win the game against Missouri, seal the undefeated season. Because Matt Davidson was also or he grew up in a small town, shit, thirty miles south of my hometown, so it's always like I didn't appreciate it at the time as much, but like mm-hmm. now like in the past 20 years or so, like when you see somebody from a small town from like in a small town from Nebraska playing for the university of Nebraska, being as good as they were like that, that makes my heart happy. But so yeah, the 97 seasons was probably my favorite as an adult. I couldn't tell you because we haven't had a good season since then. (laughs) I will say it was very, it was very nice seeing Nebraska beat Ohio state. I want to say it was 2010. Because I think it was the first year that we were in the Big Ten, 2010 or 2011. So that was probably my favorite game as an adult. Nice. All right. Well, uh, I think uh, as Joey would put it, you did pass. And, uh, you know, you got the cool beans and all that. And uh, this is where we normally will uh, hand it over to you if you have anything for us. If you want to ask us anything or any topics you want to cover before we, uh, you know, wrap it up. Or we'll we'll probably just dive right in, honestly. Before you do that, I guess I'm going to have one of these. Oh, you didn't drink that when she brought that to you like two hours ago? I thought you already... No, this is another No, she had a refill. Oh, yeah, Jesus Christ. Lou is a bad gonna... influence. It sucks to be you guys for tomorrow. Ugh, fucking right. <laughs> it sucks it's to be me training. going to the bathroom like eight times during this podcast. Like, I fuck. <laughs> Cheers. Like, well, like, it's, what we, uh, it's what we train our livers for, Buzz. Enjoy as they take the shooters down. Oh, I drank so much water today in preparation for this. Because <laughs> I was just like, I haven't really like been drinking this week, so I was like, okay, all right, yeah, it's gonna be Lou. I'm gonna have a few drinks with them. It's gonna be fun. I better get hydrated, and I'm paying for that. I've dipped out like four times during this podcast. It's <laughs> it's it's a battle, brother. It is a battle. Yeah, Mine I just assume balance. I just assume you're wearing a diaper at this point. <laughs> <laughs> no, I the amount that I had to pee is pretty bad. Um, <laughs> thankfully, I, thankfully, I've been able to hold it pretty good for a long time. So, yeah. So, yeah, all, the, all those strong. kegels, all those kegels, <laughs> <laughs> something like all that, all that bracing is just doing really good. Doing so, really good. so, do you have anything you want to talk to us about? Any questions you have for us? Uh, shit, I'm really bad at this part. Um, no worries. That's fine. Usually, usually, this is one of those ones where people ask us something they think that is going to be controversial or hard for us to answer. It's not my style. I don't. I don't like being controversial. I I gave up on that stuff. 
Oh no, we like, by controversial it'll be like, hey Joey, how do you like your chicken breaded or not breaded? Like it's <laughs> no way. We inevitably make something controversial. I don't, and, and, and I don't want to ask. I don't want to ask the dumb questions. Like, oh, drums or flats? Ranch or blue cheese or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck, like whatever those questions are. Because one, who cares? It's chicken wings. They're going to be good regardless. Um, <laughs> I have a boneless chicken wing. <laughs> wings oh, suck. Oh! I really like drums. I hate wings. I hate wings with a passion. I've so that I've, I've made that my opinion on that note before though. So, but no, I I I just I will eat them. But if I could pay an extra dollar <laughs> to get all drums, I would go to town on that. I don't know. I just pretty sure most places that probably wouldn't have an issue with it. But yeah. well, the other thing is, my, my, when we do get a, a bigger order of wings, my wife only likes uh, <laughs> wings and flats, whereas I only like drums. So it's kind of a good it's a good match. <laughs> oh, I got one controversial. Well, like, oh, sure, yeah. just a sticker. Um, I got one potentially controversial one, depending on the area they're in. Keith, this may be very controversial to you. What is your opinion on Casey's Pizza? I've ne- oh man, I came so close to getting one the other day. I, I've never had it. Um, but the funny enough, when I was in Aberdeen, or no, when I was in Sioux Falls, I was driving around with uh, uh, Big Matt. One one of the many Big Mats. We were driving around. Uh, I think the night before, so it would have been Friday night when we got in. And I drove by at Casey's, and uh, they were like, "Oh, yeah, we should get pizza here." And then I was like, "We ended up going somewhere else, or whatever." But I was just like, I almost had a Casey's pizza, but I did not get to it. But goddamn, I've heard about it so many times. Between everyone at that, like like Mason and Paul and uh, Bryce were all talking it up, I think. And then uh, obviously Tom and Tom never shut up about Casey's Pizza. <laughs> but I've never so, had it. So, Joey, whenever you're in the Midwest again, I'm not, I don't know how prominent it is in Ohio when you come back there. But when you come back to when you come back to old Western Northeast South Dakota, whenever you get an opportunity to, is if you're going to be in the Sioux Falls area, I'm not sure how many there are in Minnesota. If you find a Casey's Pizza. Stop there, grab yourself a slice of pizza, have it. I promise you will not be disappointed. I got into an argument a handful of times from uh, one of my buddies from Hybrid. His name is Jeff. Uh, super good dude. Very opinionated on his pizza, but he also grew up in Connecticut. So that's obviously a New York Northeast area. Mm-hmm. They're very, very, very opinionated on the pizza. They're weird and about he, their pizza. He cannot fathom the fact uh, that there is a pizza from a gas station that is actually good. It's like, I'm not, like, like that, that just doesn't make any sense. It's like, like, brother, I understand your point. But the thing is, is like that, like, try and think of it as Casey's isn't a gas station that sells pizza. It's a pizza place that sells that. It's a pizza place that just happens to be a gas station. Hmm. Like, that's the best way I can try and describe it. Because, like, I'm, I don't know if I've ever actually had, like, their pizza, like, from takeout. I usually just get, uh, I usually just buy the buy it by the slice there at two of them this, or no not this morning this afternoon they were really good of course um <laughs> i hear the breakfast pizza is to die for versus like the you know and then it's like the breakfast pizza is like their claim to fame versus like the like a pepperoni or whatever um uh, another strange question yeah beef pizza hamburger pizza Ooh. Uh, there's a not there's, not hamburger pizza is in like a like a hamburger style like with cheese and pickles and all that just uh hamburger oh, okay. or but just a pizza with just hamburger on it. I was gonna say there's not a place in my hamburger. town that does a Big Mac pizza. Yeah, yeah, that's delicious. But just randomly putting hamburger on a pizza, nope, never done it. Don't think I would unless I was going for the Big Mac pizza. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. 
Yeah. I love, I love me some trash pizza. I love me some mm-hmm. good pizza and hamburger pizza is not a bad pizza. I would try it probably. I might've had it before. Do what I had today. Actually, I've had it two separate places in the last like month. I've seen it. I've never seen it before. Uh, Philly cheesesteak pizza. It's mm. fucking amazing. So I'm like, I'm a huge Philly cheesesteak fan. Like if I'm at a restaurant and I don't know what to get, I'm getting a Philly cheesesteak like, like nine times out of 10. Like if it's just like, it's safe. It's, it's nine times out of 10. It's, 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 a, it's a safe sandwich to get. Uh, but yeah, two two separate places. They did a little. They both had their different takes on it. But it's just like, wow, this is pizza with that tastes like a Philly cheesesteak. You know, it's fucking awesome. So that was a, that that would give a ten out of ten. Just just burger. I don't know. It always is it burger and pepperoni, or is it just like? I mean, you can, just, I mean, I'm a I'm a big fan for meat lovers pizza. But I mean, just, like if it's just hamburger pizza, it's still good. I'm, it'd be interesting. I, I, when it comes to food, I'm not going to tell you something that you that I wouldn't think you'd like. Yeah. I, I've probably had it at like a buffet or something once, but if I did, it wasn't memorable because I do remember seven. Like, I think there was a cheese. I don't. Know, I can't remember. It might have been. It was almost like a. It was like uh, fuck. I can't think of the damn word I'm going for. Never mind. Uh, st- what the fuck? Why can't I think of? You're the silver one. I know. <laughs> Get the fucking words out. <laughs> what is like the when you the hamburger helper? It was kind of it was there. Like, we it go. Was like they, it was like they just put hamburger helper on a, pe- a pizza, and it was the weirdest. He's just taking us for a walk now. Great. I think we're going to the. I think we're going to the bathroom with Lou. <laughs> Don't worry. You'll be. You'll be. You'll be muted. And uh... that's all good. Um, <laughs> honestly, if we, we 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 can wrap it up. And honestly, I think we're good. Um, if you don't have anything else for us, I don't, we don't. I don't know the listeners. Uh, I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> oh no i wouldn't i wouldn't subject him <laughs> gotcha well we are gonna i um uh, yeah i'm pretty content uh i think we're gonna move into probably i don't think we're gonna waste a lot of time doing the affiliate ad reads anymore i'm just kind of this is i we i i want to just start mentioning them at the end to hit on them but i don't know unless it unless it kind of like hits unless it's really pertinent to the episode i don't think yeah. uh i think we're good we had so we had a, we had a, a little change and some uh a, a additional income to the podcast for, for specific needs uh it, when they arise so i'm not going to harp on uh you know so anyway action. we've got four codes we've got yep. obsidian ammonia we've got plate snacks and we've got barbell rescue barbell and rescue home gym and home gym con I don't know anything about Home Gym Con, but those other three, use code unpaid. I've got my own personal code as well for one of those. Go use those. Give us... We don't actually get much out of them, but yeah, like you, get to, you get to save like 10 to 15%, yeah. which is fucking dope, right? Yeah. Uh, Lou, um, you, <laughs> we didn't get Big Mad on. Who? Yeah, exactly. He's he's coming. He's working. We're working on it. We're actually in talks. Big thing right now. Like if you see something that's like like big secret guest or something, just assume it's going to be Matt because like that's something we are desperately working on hard to get him on. He did have a. What are we talking about? Mostly squats. Mostly squats. Uh, he, yeah. He somehow managed to avoid being on the podcast the last uh, seventy-one episodes. But he had a. I, I hope it was his meme. I don't think he does any reshares. But the one about um. I was going to be a porn star or no, uh, something they said of like my, my dick's so big. I became a porn star, but all I wanted to be was uh, a, a, a meme creator page or something. I just, no, that wasn't him. That was, that was, okay. um, yeah, that's that was I saw it on his page though. Eh. No, <laughs> well. Dude, the amount of people that I've had send me mass <laughs> yes. memes. Yeah. Every single, Twice every a week. single time. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. 
And every single time, uh, the guy, like, first thing I tell him is like, dude, that's one of my buddies that made that. Like, it's honestly one of my favorite videos. It's a fucking, the, what was it? What contest was it? Was it the, it was some sort of reveal. Essentially, it was one where he was just pretending to be everybody. He's like, well, you can't win this contest as you because everybody hates you because you won the last one. It's like, oh, <laughs> what if I do it as somebody else? It was the scant reveal one, yeah. Line? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I won that, that one. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they couldn't let Matt win. Well, no, because he, he just wasn't as good as me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> trying to Matt. Trying to remember, I'm trying to remember back. Like the biggest reason I remember Matt's was uh, that he just did everybody, and then mine was at the end. It had the fireball shooter, the bush light, the fanny pack, the, the yeah. chucks, the jorts. That was he, very good. Pulled up pretty goddamn well. And uh, yeah, the yeah the the old lift hard live easy was the first time. Well, it was the first time I met a lot of the guys there. Mm-hmm. But like I met Big Eddie originally at the Arnold. Met you at the met both of you at the Arnold. Yep. yep. Then uh, yeah, it was a good time. So you, 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 outside of uh, Lift Hard Live Easy, you've probably met a you know a, a fair amount of. Have you have, have are there many crew in uh, Nebraska that you've met, or anybody that you've? Uh, uh, Matt Sundling is one of them. Yeah, that's here in Omaha. Like, was that's he right. at the Lift Hard Live Easy? Like, I would feel uh, bad he, for asking. He this. was, but I didn't know him then. But I he was actually the I Matt I, I was knew. referencing earlier when we were driving okay. around uh, in Crew Falls. Because I. Fuck, I can't remember if I met. he did mention like, that. I, I can't remember when, <laughs> but uh, no, he trains at one of my gyms, so I've seen him a handful of times. I saw him on my birthday too, so that made me really happy. Nice. Saw him in the saw him in the jorts doing just doing some foam rolling. I'm like, never recognize that <laughs> motherfucker there. Hell yeah, that is awesome. It's always fun seeing seeing each other in the wild. Oh yeah, um, and anytime I go to the gym and I see somebody in like a massonomic or in a massonomic shirt, hoodie, anything like that. Like if I don't know, like especially if I don't know them, I'm gonna point them out. I was like, like I saw somebody at the gym one time and it was they were in a white lift shirt. And like I saw that, I'm like, brother, like that shirt's fucking great. Like I've made sure to have to tell everybody. It's like whenever you see somebody in a t-shirt that you absolutely love. Like I've done it I did it one time in a Walmart and somebody was wearing a pizza planet shirt from Toy Story. I'm like, dude, it's like, dude, that shirt is great. Like, please wear that more. Like, please bring more of that out. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I think you'll definitely get a, a handful of new followers. Obviously, you, Big Lou, you're a, you know you're an old school guy. You should be. Most people that are in crew already follow you, but we've had such an influx of new crew that like I'm getting people following the page all the time, and I have to like DM. I'm like, are you crew? And they're like, yeah. They they keep like surprising me when they say yes because they only have like one or two mutual friends with us. So there's a shit ton of new crew that just like haven't really spread their wings on instagram yet so feel uh be don't be surprised if you get like 20 new followers in the next week when this episode <laughs> hits. uh but yeah uh you want to go and tell everybody where to find you again one more time we'll start wrapping this up so fair enough if you want to find me you can go ahead and find me in the old instagrams uh find me at lou nutter pretty easy to spell um uh, yeah uh, like i said i post a handful of lifting videos you see me drinking beer and fireball occasionally and uh some dogs and uh alex tags along with on my instagram sometimes so it's a good place to find me. See where I'm at. See what I'm doing, which probably ain't much aside from <laughs> lifting and drinking. All right, and you can find uh, me, Nate, and Joey on Instagram at Unpaid and Underrated Podcast. Uh, the website unpaidinternpodcast.com. Uh, my personal Instagram, Keithani get seventy three. Be sure to follow my orange gym, the No Wine Cellar. And where are they going to find you, Joey? Uh, Joey underscore Malesko M L E C Z K O. Like I said, I keep blowing that off and. Keep getting new followers. And like a weird fucking thing about Instagram is I haven't posted in a week 
And I was like, oh, I'm going to lose followers. I'm still gaining followers. So Instagram's wild. Instagram's wild. Um, but yeah, beyond that, Lou, see you in July. Um, let's keep this train rolling. Big things come in 2024 for unpaid and underrated. Hell right, yeah. Bro. We'll see you next Tuesday. Uh, uh.